Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now tuning in to The Exceptional Scribble Show. I am your host, Fran, otherwise called or otherwise known as Sage, the poet. And it gives me a great, great pleasure to have the opportunity tonight to have a very special guest artist in the spotlight whom I will be introducing to you shortly. But before I introduce our feature artist in the spotlight tonight, I want to first welcome everyone who is tuning in tonight. It doesn't matter whether you're on the East Coast, whether you're on the West Coast. We're family. This is a circle of friends. When you tune into this program, still at home. Know that you are amongst friends. And for those of you who would like to call in with questions, if you would like to speak to the host of this show or um, if you would like to ask questions during the question and answer forum, feel free to call in to do so. This is the number. That number is 724-444-7444. I repeat, 724 724- Four 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 seven four four four. Also, the show's ID number is very important. When you call in, listen closely to the voice prompts. You will be prompted to key in the show's ID number. That ID number is a six-digit number. It is as follows: one three three one nine three. I repeat: one three three. One nine three, and I just want you to know tonight marks the ninety seventh episode of the Exceptional Scribble Show. We are soon to reach our one hundredth show, and we're going to do some really, really unique things on that night. So I just want you to be. Aware and be prepared because tonight is 97. It's our 97th episode, which is very special too. And we have some special surprises in store for you. Yes, yes, yes. So just know this. Tonight's show will be like no other. And for those of you tuning in, here's what you need to know as well. We do have a topic every week. We have a fresh topic for tonight. The topic is singing for love and purpose, not money. I repeat, singing for love and purpose, not money. And the focus word has a lot to do with money, and it also has a lot to do with talent. The focus word is investment. I repeat, 
For tonight's show, our focus word is investment. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you have your pens, your pencils, your writing pads, or your electronic pads, your iPads, ready and in your hands so that you can take notes. Because I guarantee you, for tonight, you will want to take notes. You are in for a treat. And I'm going to now play a song, which is by the feature artist who will be in the spotlight this evening. And that song is entitled Feeling Good. Feeling Good, ladies and gentlemen. And first and foremost, before I even play this song, let me give you some background information about this phenomenal, formidable woman, a talented artist, a mother, a caretaker of the youth. She works with our young men and young women. She has a passion for working with the youth. And she is a very gifted child care worker as well. And I'm just going to give you some brief details about this phenomenal artist. For this evening, ladies and gentlemen, I have the distinct honor, and it's a great pleasure, to introduce to you the feature artist in the spotlight. Her name is Ms. Irene Renee. She is an up-and-coming indie, which is an abbreviation for the word independent artist. Ms. Irene Renee brings smooth, soulful, and lyrically conscientious grooves back to the game of good music with her debut album, Serendipitous Experience. I love that. What a title. So listen and enjoy. You're going to hear a song by Ms. Irene Renee, which is entitled Feeling Good. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. 
life, 
no pain, no gain. So the messages tell about the, the downs, but also they tell about the joys of living. So I'm I'm just encouraging any and everyone who's tuned in tonight to this show, you've got to go online, go to YouTube. And for those of you who are on Facebook, please visit episode 97, the Exceptional Scribble Show event page. You will find on that page a lot of links. Um, we have the social media links that are accessible for you to visit so that you can communicate, correspond, and contact Ms. Irene Renee, even post after this show tonight. But for those of you who can, please go to YouTube, and you've got to check out the video for the song, Feeling Good. I guarantee you it is uplifting, very, very high energy, um, full of, uh, I tell you, vigor and life, it will stir your soul, and it will just get your spirit uplifted if you just need a lift. That song is definitely the song. I would, I would, I would say if, if you're starting off your day and you just need that pep in your step, turn on Feeling Good by Ms. Irene Renee, and you will get that jolt that you need to get that pep in your step so you can keep it moving. (laughs) I love it. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's an awesome plug. (laughs) Yes, yes. I tell you, that's my new new morning get up and and get it. Get it moving oh, song now. Okay. I'm I'm telling you, I've been just listening. Every time I listen to it, though, mm-hmm. there's a different line in the mm-hmm. song that just jumps at me. It just okay. grabs me, and I'm like, wow, I love this. Oh, it reminds nice. me of like you know you know how you just read your deli for those that read mm-hmm. the deli bread, and you just have mm-hmm. that devotional time, or mm-hmm. you read a, a proverb or songs mm-hmm. in the in, in the sacred text. And it's always just like something fresh every day. It's okay. never the same thing that grabbed you yesterday. It's something okay. else that grabs you the next day when you read it. So mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. That's wor- worthwhile. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And can you share with the listeners um, just what inspired inspired you to write that song or, you know, what was going on at the moment when you were working on that video mm-hmm. in the studio and, and what that experience was like? Yeah, so um, I, I told a story. It was actually a four-year-old who inspired me mm. to write that song, and um, I had an experience in the classroom where I was covering um, as a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a little four-year-old boy when I was passing out the assignment, and he just looked up to me and he said, "I'm not doing that." Mm. And I was like, well, you, "You're not gonna what?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, I I felt like you know I'm this big menacing figure, you know, that would intimidate him into doing what I needed him to do, you know, what I instructed him to do. But he had no fear, and so I took that home, and I just I I you know just stayed with that sentiment, you know, not having fear when it comes to big menacing things that come up in our life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just And so I say not sitting on the sidelines and letting life pass me by. Yeah. And so so that was that was the, the meat of it, just 
looking at life, whenever it brings its stuff, mm-hmm. that we're going to stare it right in the face and say, you know what, bring it, you know, and I'm not going to sit back. And just because I'm experiencing some trouble, that right. I'm just going to cave into it. So that's that's the spirit of that song. It's just, you know, I'm feeling good, you know, um, I'm going to go out and enjoy the day, you know, I'm going to, I know who I can count on as far as, you know, giving my troubles to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, just all of that. That's the spirit. Just, just not giving up. Um, and, and knowing that life is hard, but um, I'm not going to shrink and go into the corner and just cry about it. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. That's powerful right there. Yeah. Life is hard, but yeah. you're not going to shrink and just go in the corner and just cry. I love that. That's yeah. empowerment. You're yeah. a woman of empowerment, and you use your artistry as a vocalist mm-hmm. to empower others, and I think that is amazing. Yeah. I think we all, you know, mm-hmm. we all have a story to tell, you know. And mm-hmm. so I think in this life we just need to tap into that energy and know that, you know, I, I, I teach adults. And so, um, you know, anywhere from young young adults, to older, and I, you know, mm. I always tell them that we're the teacher and student simultaneously. You know, we're not always in teacher mode, but we're in student mode as well. So we're learning, yes, we're picking up information, and we're sharing information. We're sharing information, and we're picking up information. So we're not just wearing one hat; we're mm-hmm. wearing multiple hats. And so, you know, we gotta lift each other up. And so, if, if there's a message that you can share, and I love Facebook, social media for that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just. It's that tool that you can get your daily dose of something positive. You can get something that's going to tear you down too, but, you know, you can get something positive. You can, somebody's sharing a song, you know, somebody's sharing a positive message, somebody's pushing you to do better. So mm-hmm. um, so we have multiple formats where we can do that. So I, I'm enjoying it, and then I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to participate in that process when mm-hmm. I write songs. Wonderful, wonderful, and thank you. Because you know, too often we're we're hearing about how social media is being used by it doesn't matter what the age, but by people whether they're uh, youth and they're using it to bully other youth, or whether mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. adults who are predators. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, being predatorial on our mm-hmm. youth. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we hear so much about the downside, but we don't mm-hmm. hear enough testimonials about the positive mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. of right. utilizing social media in a proactive manner, mm-hmm. which impacts on all of us right. and, and helps us, you right. know, it's for the betterment of the community, building right. up, the building mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. of people's mm-hmm. lives. So thank you for um, shedding light on that because mm-hmm. that truth, that's what we want to herald on this platform. We're using this mm-hmm. platform to promote positive images, positive mm-hmm. people, positive life choices, mm-hmm. positivity, because it's so much negative mm-hmm. things. There's so much negative press right. that's continuously hyped. <laughs> right, right. So, right. you know, it's like we've got to counteract all of that, you mm-hmm. know, and that's mm-hmm. what we're doing tonight, even you just sharing uh, what you just shared, letting people know that, yes, social media can be a positive medium to promote mm-hmm. positive messages. So mm-hmm. let's do that, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. Yep. And I have to testify, I mean, I have visited your page, 
And I'm so used to, okay, you know, artists who are vocalists or musicians or singers, they they will do a lot of postings that are specific to what their talentry is, Uh you know, or their artistry. But I notice you're beyond just doing that. You're Mm -hmm. also promoting uh, positive images and this is what we need to consider doing. You're you're giving food for thought, soul food, and I think that's amazing because you're using your power as an artist to heal mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. And it's not a vain, you know, you you're not using your talent just to acquire fanfare per se. Right. Yeah, but yeah. you're using <laughs> it yeah, so people can understand that yes, yeah. you're a human just like yeah. any and everybody yeah. else and we want to all have a wholesome life and mm-hmm. live a decent life, but there are some key principles that we must follow in order right. to do that. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm just visiting your page sometimes just to see those key principles. <laughs> right, <laughs> Which right, I know right. you're promoting. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? I you know, I'm um so so I have to be honest that I do have I have my music page what is dedicated to just the music thing. But I'm not mm. on that as much. I'm not on that as much. If if, if there's something to promote music-wise, an interview Mm -hmm. or whatever, I try to keep that clean. But my active page is exactly where you go to get a Mm. sense of who I am and what I care about, not my Mm -hmm. music page. You go to my music page to get the information about where I'm singing, who I'm interviewing with. But to get a sense of who Miss Irene Renee is, is my active Facebook page you're going to get a whole lot, you know. I yeah, I've got unfriended <laughs> because I'm I'm I I I if you see something on my page, it means that I absolutely care about it and I do want you to think about it. I want to um help promote social change about a lot of things that's happening in our mm-hmm. community. Um, you know, as well as like you said to uplift, to to inspire, to all those things that would create a a, a that that utopian society that we're all hopefully aiming to get to. I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime, mm-hmm. of course, because there's so much healing that needs to be done, but I want to address those things that we need to heal from. You know what yeah. I mean? So you are absolutely, you're going to get a sense of who I am when you visit my active page. <laughs> yes. yes, indeed. So ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, I encourage you, Miss Irene Renee, she is on social media. And for those of you who are Facebookites, she's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Do your search, send mm-hmm. her a friend request, and be patient. I'm sure she will mm-hmm. respond. Mm-hmm. And just keep in mind, this is a woman of integrity. So if you are a person who does mean for integrity to be the center for your purpose, interactions with her by all means send her a friend request because she does not have time for <laughs> foolishness right right, right. <laughs> I just right. wanted to put that disclaimer out there so thank you no. so much I appreciate that <laughs> yeah, yeah she's not saying welcome that. to all she's saying welcome to all whom have integrity uh, as their core and center mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of their reaching out for right. communications and I must say, um, I'm, I'm really impressed 
by even the I would I would have to use the word it's refinement because you're youthful, you're young. I mean, you're you know, you're not like 60, 70, 80 years old yet. No. But you have, you know, such a refinement of of yourself, your soul, your core, okay. your inner being. And I think that that is a rare find today. We find, mm-hmm. you know, it's usually once we've matured and we're, mm-hmm. you know, mature or seniors that mm-hmm. we're kind of reflecting that vintage mm-hmm. uh, status. But you already have it. And I think that, you know, that's something that's admirable mm-hmm. and we all should revere concerning you. Can you kind of share with everyone, maybe you have a mentor that you'd like to pay tribute to, and of course we know we're um, at this time, we're experiencing a time of reflection this whole month, uh, Mm -hmm. reflecting on uh, famous heroes and heroines Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of the African-American community. If you Mm -hmm. have one, feel free to share. Uh, We just want people to know that, you know, who we are has everything to do with the shoulders of mm-hmm. those great ones who came before us and paved the mm-hmm. way who mm-hmm. we now stand on. So if you could just pay tribute at this time, and thank you. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, to your first point about being refined and the information that I put out there, that it, it shows a level of maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm conflicted with that at times because, you know, as an artist, you you know, you want to draw in fans, and sometimes, um, putting that buffoonery out there is what will um, draw people to you. But mm. I can't, my heart won't let me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I can't indulge in that because there are so many serious matters in this world that needs to be addressed that I don't even want to entertain it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I have to, you know, I say I'm a boring artist, <laughs> really. You know, so the people that come my way, Hey, you know, I, I appreciate them coming, and it, it may take me, you know, a longer um, time to amass, you know, a great following, but, you know, I have to do it in my own little way, which is maintaining integrity. I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, promote the things that are destructive to our community. So, um, yeah, if you come to my page, you, you're not going to find, you know, the fights and the this and the that on my page, you know. Um, I, I don't want to give that my time and energy, um, but I will address uh, those pertinent issues that, that you know, um, takes lives. So um, in that respect, yeah, you will find mature information. You will find some lighthearted stuff on there, but nothing that um, I would say is lacking integrity. But we all need to laugh, so I recognize mm-hmm. that. So you, you will find things like that. Um, you know, the sweet stuff, um, you know, the baby stuff, you know, the cutest little baby, this and that, and, you know, something to make you laugh. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that I just had that spirit now after going through so many things personally that I, I need to be a voice for, you know, positive change in our in our community. Um, as far as uh, Black History Month, um, I don't have one person that um, I want to pay homage to. There are just so many. Mm. Um, So, you know, I do my best as a teacher, right, not just an artist, but as a teacher, um, you you know, I say that I don't have the official black history class, right, Mm -hmm. but I'm teaching black history. 
So when people come to my class, they're going to get a dose of, you know, learning about my culture. So there's a, a range of, of people that I bring to my students to learn about, and they are very appreciative, appreciative of that information. So I tip my hat to all the ancestors, all the people that have come before us and have paved the way. Um, so we're constantly reminded of that and, and a lot of visual uh, pieces that are out there. Um, so I won't, I won't spend time on one or two. There is a mm-hmm. plethora of, of, of people that have paved the way for us and that I, you know, I, I can't say enough about what they've done for us. Wow. Um, Amazing. Yeah, so that's, that's where I am with that. So I, I think I try to do my part in, in teaching, you know, teaching our black history and, and making people aware and, and presenting those thoughts, you know, um, provoking questions and, and having that dialogue in the classrooms. Um, uh, just for an example, you know, I mean, we overuse sometimes, I think, Dr. Martin Luther King, but his speeches were phenomenal. So we're, you know, mm-hmm. we dissected his speech, you know what I mean? So things like that, you know, and just, you know, the unsung heroes, you know, the Bessie Smiths and Coleman's, um, um, Shirley Chisholm, you know, just mm-hmm. people that aren't, you know, readily in the spotlight, you know, but have, have done a lot for us. So we have some of those um, uh, prominent names that are kind of like they're recycling, you know, every Black History Month, but I try to target those stories that, you know, um, that aren't talked about, you know, um, like the Chicago port, you know, the things that mm-hmm. our sailors had to go through, you know, and, and um, the civil rights movement, you know. So that's, Awesome, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You said that you spoke volumes. <laughs> and I tell you, you answered the question and gave us even more than what, what the question was. But um, I salute your spirit and I salute the spirit of, our ancestors, um, that spirit of not dying, that spirit mm-hmm. of endurance, that spirit mm-hmm. of tenacity, mm-hmm. you know, right. and right. and making strides to uh, progress as a mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. Um, the advancement mm-hmm. of our people. I, I mm-hmm. salute that tonight, mm-hmm. and I love how you just paid tribute was saying that, you know, you can't just salute just one hero or Mm -hmm. heroine Mm -hmm. because it's the plethora of them all. You know, each of them inspired us and inspire us daily, you Mm -hmm. know. And um, just saying their names, I'll never forget I had um, attended a book signing of a a renowned uh, literary artist, and poet mm-hmm. uh, Sonia mm-hmm. Sanchez, Elder Sonia Sanchez. Uh-huh. And one of the things that she said, which I found so very meaningful mm-hmm. and powerful and compelling, was that as long as you speak their names, mm-hmm. their essence remains. Mm-hmm. And okay. she just gave, like, she opened the floor and said, you know, speak their names, and people just begin mm-hmm. to say the names of their foreparents and, yeah. you know, mentioned some of the mm-hmm. things that they did that, you know, was just so relevant and significant mm-hmm. to the community. Mm-hmm. And you could just kind of feel like the room was filling up with their spirits. It was right. it was a surreal experience. I'll never mm-hmm. forget it. But it okay. just teaches you the power that we have and in, in even, you know, spoken word, 
Right. You know, and spoken right. word is an art today that mm-hmm. now is gaining a whole lot of respect. Absolutely. I remember at one time it wasn't even considered poetry. Mm-hmm. It was it was like put to the side as, you know, mm-hmm. this is some kind of new thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then to right. find out, no, this this has been around for quite some time. It goes yeah. way back to the, mm-hmm. the griots of our people, you know, right. Right. Uh, being right. able to tell the story and to do mm-hmm. so soulfully, you right. know. Absolutely. Right. And um, it, it, it's musicality involved in that, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you know all about that, mm-hmm. being a vocalist and a musician mm-hmm. and a recording artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a tradition that it, it earns and deserves mm-hmm. to be highly respected and regarded. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yes, Absolutely. indeed. So, you know, thank you even um, in the information you shared. We're going to go. It looks like we have a caller from New York, a caller from, I'm not sure if it's Syracuse, New York. Uh, Welcome, caller from New York. Caller from New York, welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. I can see that you are in the caller queue. Welcome, caller from New York. Hello, hello. Hi, yes, please give your name. My name is Glenn Butler. Oh, okay, Mr. Butler, welcome. Well, how are you doing? I'm doing well, and I tell you, um, some of our listening audience may not know the story of how we, yourself, uh, Ms. Irene Renee, and myself became connected, but ladies and gentlemen, I must give honor to whom honor is due. Uh, This honorable man by the name of Mr. Glenn Butler, him and I corresponded via social media. That was the outlet. And um, I guess we both had been in in some of the same circles, but we hadn't really had a time to really discuss about the new artist, um, the up-and-coming indie artist by the name of Miss Irene Renee. And uh, Mr. Butler happened to have... um, the privilege of managing her in her professional career as a recording artist. And he just thought that this might be someone I'd be interested in getting to know better and having on my show. So he extended that invitation, and I was elated. I was like, wow, this is, first of all, it was timely, because I was really just getting started with uh, promoting the show to a larger venue of artists because we just started in the beginning as just a show being one designed by a writer for writers. And, um, of course, with that being said, writing attracts the lyricists. And so the lyricists and the vocalists begin to call into the show. Yeah. And I said, oh, this show is for artists in general, not just for writers. <laughs> So when he came and we connected and the invitation was extended, I was like, this is perfect timing because I knew this was definitely the course the show was taken. So uh, Ms. Irene Renee, this is her time, second time, is it second time now or third? Second, second, second. Okay, uh-huh. second time for her to be a feature artist in the spotlight. And the second time around is always better than the first. <laughs> so we are thrilled that she was even compelled to come back because she could have said, well, you know, thank you, but, you know, I've moved on to bigger and better things, which she had. 
<laughs> oh my goodness! With so always hands. have time for you. Always have time. Oh, <laughs> oh thank we, you. We have great dialogue. I, I love your format. So, um, oh, whether so I was sweet. off to you know whatever, I would make room to be a part of your your you know your show. Oh my! I tell you, that inspires me right there. That really inspires me because we just want to make sure that artists are getting their just due. We believe that too many artists are struggling and starving, and that's just not meant to be for our artists. Our artists are our healers and our builders, and without them, our world would just be so dull and incomplete. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah, so this is like a platform that we want uh, to be a home away from home. Absolutely. So the artists can come. They can be well-supported if they need some resource information, they can acquire that. If they just need love and support, they'll gain that. And if they just need a listening audience, people to just hear them as they express their souls and share what's meaningful to them, that's the type of platform this is. So we're always honored when we have artists such as yourself who are just genuine, creative minds, and lovers of life on our platform. It's just an honor. Thank you again. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Butler, just curious. So how long have you and Miss Irene been working as a team together? Oh, two years. Wow. Two years. Does it seem longer? Yeah, yes. it longer. <laughs> <laughs> I know that both of you said it at the same time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> It seems like that's a wonderful thing. A matter of fact, I was expecting him to say about five to ten years, you know, somewhere like that. And he's like, two years. I'm like, okay. It's going it's to the like, third year. It's real comfortable working with her. You know. mm. Yeah, she, like you wow. said, it's, it's hard to find um, you know, some people, especially in New York, that mm. act like her, you know what I'm saying? Wow, and that's really awesome. So I see coming from you, because you work closely with her. You're working closely with her more closely than some Mm -hmm. of us have ever experienced. And to say it's comfortable to do that, you know, we're used to hearing um, managers say how their artist might be a diva, so, you know, it's challenging at times. But that's not what we're hearing from you. You're saying it's comfortable. Compliments yeah. to Miss Irene Renee. <laughs> I'm low maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. So um, now, Mr. Butler, I know that you're very, very serious. Every picture, another thing I, from all the pictures I've seen of you, you always have this serious um, countenance about yourself. Is that just who you are? day in, day out, 24-7, or is it just when you're in the grind mode that you're like that? Well, trust me, I've been going through a lot, so Mm. it's hard for me to smile, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's Mm -hmm. seeing it all over the world right now, what we go through. So Mm. it's just that I'm going through it a lot. Mm. So. Wow, wow. And what is the profession that you assume aside from doing the management and productions that you do? Oh, I used to be a troubleshooter for Con Edison. Mm. Yeah, worked there 33 years. Wow. 
33 years, and you're still young. Ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not, this is a young man, 33 years. That says a lot. I mean, that's unheard of in, in this generation. A lot of people after 10 years, they're laid off. They're out looking for another job. Um, if they're not fired, that is. <laughs> 33 years. That's more than a license. Yes. Wow. Wow. And and you said troubleshooter, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what specifically, like, um, describe one of the troubleshooter tasks that, that you were responsible for doing. Oh, anytime. Troubleshooter's job is to keep the lights on. So anytime the city's mm-hmm. got the lights or your house or fire department needs to kill the power, they call it troubleshooter. That's a troubleshooter. Mm. Oh, my goodness. So you're out there, you're really in the grind, and a lot of mental uh, work is involved there, analytical. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you got to always be on top of your game because one slip up, that might be it. You mm. know, come on. Mm-hmm. Wow. I salute you. That That's a serious role. No wonder. Like, I would see those pictures of you and be like, that's one serious brother right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, um, just curious, would you like to share with the listening audience about the name of your productions and how, if they want to contact you, maybe they're potential artists and they're looking for a manager or a management productions company uh, to, you know, sign on to or just audition for? If you could share that information, Glenn, that would be much appreciated, and thank you. Again, my company is Butler and Company. You can reach me at uh, gnbutler30 at hotmail dot com. You know, send me information. I look over it, see what I can do for y'all. Excellent. Thank you so much, Mr. Butler. And uh, now we we're gonna switch that spotlight back on to Ms. Irene Renee, and we're gonna usher Mr. Butler into the lounge room where he can sit back and recline. And enjoy some hot and cold or dirt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your time, Mr. Butler. We appreciate it. All right. Then. All right. Well, Miss Irene Renee, I tell you, um, you have done so much in such a little time. As Mr. Butler said, for two years he's been working with you. Um, can you share with everyone, like, some of the places you have performed at? And even if uh travel uh some of the cities and or even maybe some other uh parts of the world where you have traveled and shared your talent, your gift, uh feel free to share. All right. Um I let's see, I, I do a lot of work here in New York. Uh mm-hmm. so just wherever whoever, you know, wants a vocalist <laughs> they can pretty much call me. Uh and I've done, you know, a lot of things uh, here in New York. Uh, I've gone to Toronto right now um, is the farthest that I've gone, um, you know, as as far as being out of the United States. I would love to go, you know, across the um, Atlantic or the Pacific, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that is not, I have not done that yet. I've, mm-hmm. I've done, you know, the metro area, Connecticut, um, Jersey. I've done um, Philadelphia, um, Pennsylvania. I've, gone to Michigan, 
mm-hmm. my home, my hometown. I'm, from, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, so I've definitely um, performed there. I've done Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. Um, I've done Atlanta, Georgia. So I get around. I haven't been to the far west coast yet, California, anything like that. I hope to, um, mm-hmm. but not there yet. Um, I think that pretty much covers it. I I did. I opened up for Atlantic Star um, over the summer um, and the year before that. I um, I performed with a lot of different um, of artists, but as far as like like big names, I've done um, the Tanya Doss. Did something with her um, hmm. when my album first came out. I'm trying to think of some other people that I've shared the stage with since I have come out with my album. Um, oh boy, it's been it's been a few. Mm-hmm. Just their names are not coming to mind, but. I've 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 done a, a lot that I I'm proud of, um, and so it's it's been exciting. I'm looking forward to doing more. Um, I'm actually working on my second album, my sophomore album. Um, so I'm hoping that this year will be the year that it comes out because I had intentions on having it out last year, but of course things doesn't you know always go as planned. Right, so as I had planned. to revise. Um, the 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 timeline and be okay with it <laughs> and not That's be totally stressed out. So um, I'm looking forward forward to you know a new album out this year and hopefully that will just open up you know a series of other doors where I can connect with you know um, major artists. Wonderful, excellent. Well, I'm sure you will definitely connect with those major artists because you're doing some major. Strides. You're making major strides and doing some major work just as a recording artist. And there's no limit right. to where right. you're going. And I love your spirit. You have such a free spirit. You're at liberty. You're like wherever um, destiny or wherever fate would have for you to go, you're just open. You're you're ready. Right. And I can tell just by your your words. <laughs> and that's great. You know, in the second album, we're definitely going to promote uh, that second album. Just keep us in the loop and okay. any information and updates, you know, as far as even any um, launch parties okay. for that second album. Let us know. We'll support and we're going to be there. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I yes, indeed. That. Well, we're going to hear a song by you. Um, I'm going to play a song. It's entitled Be Gone, I believe. Gonna Be Gone. Gonna Be Gone. Okay. Gonna Be Gone. So we're going to play that now for our listening audience, and then we'll have you share uh, the backstory (laughs) on it. Thanks so much. All righty. Constantly messing with me All the time in my mind Stressing me out like I got 
Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> going to be gone, I tell you. Yeah. Your sound, you have a unique voice, and uh-huh. your music is quite the same. It's it's original. That's okay. the word, original. All right, all right. 
Yes, I indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you asked about the background story on on that particular song, mm-hmm. and it was um, I think it was one of those songs that was born out of reflection. Okay. Um, you know how you get involved, you start dating someone, and then um, things start to change. Like you know, somehow you move out the honeymoon period, mm-hmm. and then you start to see the true colors. Mm-hmm. And so I I was in that kind of situation, and then I reflected on my own behavior in a previous relationship, and just started to you know look at things from possibly his standpoint, right? And 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 trying to understand my my role in the breakup of the relationship, right? Mm, So mm -hmm. having this new thing and the old thing, I started to look at how, you know, how things can, you know, what you're doing differently. And and now that you're doing these things differently, you're giving me pause to kind of reconsider and and think, but I'm going to give you a warning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that was the warning song. Oh, okay. Gonna All be right. gone. If if you I, you know it's not over. If you love me, but baby, mm-hmm. help me. Stop, you know, stressing me <laughs> over some bullish, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that was the warning song, you know, for anybody out there that, you know, that's in the relationship and you're arguing about, you know, petty things and, you know, things. You know, I don't know. It's just chill, relax. Think about why you got together in the first place and and um, stop stressing your partner out, mm. you know, because nobody has to stay in misery. Nobody wow. has to. And if you love that person, kind of, you know, put a step back and reevaluate your role in whatever's going wrong in a relationship. Maybe it's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're talking to me. So that's, that's what, um, what that song was about. It was, it was, yeah, a new thing and then reflecting on the old thing and, and, and putting the song together to, to kind of speak to let's, let's, let's stop the craziness mm-hmm. and, and um, work it out. <laughs> That's or, right. Or I'm going to be gone. <laughs> yes, indeed. Excellent, yeah. excellent. I tell you, you're, you're quite a, a counselor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes, you're you you give that uh sound advice and you do so liberally and it's so needed. I think sometimes it's just a matter of people uh hearing the right things. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in turn they can respond accordingly. Right. Um you know, when a person cares about mm-hmm. someone else, they will they don't mind taking out the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to issue that sound advice when it's needed. And right. that's the impression I gain from you. And, and mm-hmm. you're using music as that um, medium to do just that for our yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I just, I want to, <sighs> the arts is, is so full of diversity. You know what I mean? And some stuff we connect with, some stuff gives us a negative vibe mm-hmm. and some stuff gives us, you know, a positive vibe. And I just don't want to participate with the negative mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to discount somebody else's artistry. Right. But I know how it's interpreted by larger society sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just, 
don't want to participate with the pieces that are viewed negative, you know, like um, a lot of the newer artists that come out sometimes um, are, I want to say, not experienced enough to understand the impact that they have with the art. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it might be like your your um, theme was, um, um, I can't recite it, but mm-hmm. not for money. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm going to do this for a purpose and for love. Yes, yeah, and not for, for love money and purpose, and so, not money. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I think some artists, you know, they feel like, okay, I have this talent. I'm going to use it in any way necessary to get the money. Mm. And so while mm-hmm. it may be catchy and, 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 and it's, you know, um, really, you know, out there and, and it's being pumped, it doesn't necessarily convey a proper message. Mm. I see. But do you discount it? You know what I mean? It, I guess it's, it's, it's a part of what makes art art. Mm-hmm. It's diverse. But, again, we have a say in which side we participate on. And so that's what I try to communicate with my music is that I don't want to participate on that side. So yeah. while it may not make me a ton of money, I do want to live off of it. You know what I mean? I do mm-hmm. want to incur, you know, <laughs> recoup my expenses. <laughs> but I don't that's want to right. do it at the expense of someone's soul and, 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 and not helping them to grow as people, as human beings. Mm, I heard that. Mm-hmm. Not at the expense of someone's soul and... Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if it's going to hurt someone's growth and maturity, mm-hmm. their development into right. a man, a woman, a whole mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. then you're just not going to sign on to doing that. Yeah, I also, don't do that. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a sound uh, stand or stance mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. an artist to make. I think um, that's revolutionary, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's artists, and then there's those artists that are um, social activists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. use their voices, they use their artistry mm-hmm. to promote um, change. Right. And I think that that's something that you would fall in the category mm-hmm. as being. Um, right. In reference to, and since we're on the topic, um, social uh, consciousness, uh, raising the awareness of the community to certain issues that are social issues that impact our lives every day. Um, there's so much chatter now mm-hmm. in society uh, pertaining to the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your views as an artist and as a mother, um, mm-hmm. as a woman of color, and as just a person of mm-hmm. color in general, on the Black Lives Matter movement and how relevant it is mm-hmm. for you as an artist mm-hmm. to um, support it? Um, it, it strikes me um, I'm, I'm I'm pro Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter movement. I, I am. I support their message. Um, I am disgruntled with how it's being received Mm -hmm. um, by uh, parts of our society and how uh, there are many attempts to defame the movement. Mm -hmm. So that that is uh, disheartening, you know what I mean? 
but mm-hmm. it's a necessary movement. Um, and so I think, you know, everybody who is for that movement needs to continue to use their platform, social media, to keep it out there and to, to use the hashtag and to reinforce what the message is, is that we're not saying, you know, you know, police lives don't matter, that, you know, Asian lives don't matter. But at the alarming rate that blacks are continuing to be disenfranchised and murdered for no reason um, mm-hmm. under various situations, you know, the Sandra Bland's, the Tamir Rice, mm-hmm. the, you know, all these different Freddie Gray. I mean, you can't ignore that the movement is necessary and mm-hmm. that we're not taking um, that movement is not trying to take anything away from anyone else's life, but you must recognize black lives mm-hmm. because at this particular point, you know, what we see is that no one is, is, is uh, sounding the horn to say that, you know what, these injustices are wrong. And mm-hmm. so you have the establishment who is condoning, you know, in, in the justice system that black lives don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I, I, again, just to reiterate my stand on it and make it clear, I am pro Black Lives Matter not mm-hmm. to discredit anybody else's life because I think, you know, it, it, it is um, without being said that life in itself, I respect life. Mm-hmm. And everyone should respect life, but we see every day on the news, you know, um, things that are posted on, on Facebook and, and tweeted about that life is not. You know, and then I see people that look like me, you know, 14-year-olds, you know, shot with no no care at all, treated like dogs mm-hmm. in the street. Or, you know, it, it, I'm moved by that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm for it. You know, I was watching something on the news today and just had a conversation in Long Island, New York, where uh, the uh, court um, personnel asked a, a local middle school to uh, present artwork um, for black History Month to be posted in the courthouse. And so a young seventh grader um, painted a picture that included Black Lives Matter, Stop the Racism, Mm -hmm. and something else. And people were up in arms about it. It's too political. Well, yes, it needs to be, you know, um, put in in, in people's faces. You know what Mm. I mean? It needs to be said. It needs to be you know, um, recognized, not, again, not to discredit or uh, demean anyone else's life, but you cannot look into society and see the injustices and and say that, you know, black people need to sit down and be still and not speak out against the wrongs. Mm. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. uh, I can talk about this all night. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) mean. I'm going to stop there. Thank you, thank you for uh, being articulate on this topic Mm -hmm. and uh, being passionate in your um, answering to the question asked because, um, you know, where do we draw the line? I think a lot of times we're accused of being 
to um, assertive and, Mm -hmm. you know, just a little bit uh, too astringent or too um, revolutionary Mm -hmm. when we start to express what the fact is and that is that mm-hmm. black lives matter and unfortunately in today's society we're seeing too often how black lives are not being regarded as mm-hmm. if right. they truly do matter. Right. They're discounted too mm-hmm. often. They're um still yet uh disenfranchised and even in terms of the education and quality thereof um, in the uh, communities that are predominantly, as for the demographics, predominantly African-American, we're finding those are the schools that are closing or either the schools that lack the um, proper materials, education mm-hmm. materials, mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. materials are outdated or either they, right. they just don't have enough right. to go around. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it makes you feel as though, and I would suggest this for a young person of color that do I really matter? Right. You know, it, it, right. it's like, you know, the, the, it's, it's what's handed to them. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's what's being mm-hmm. uh, the circumstances that mm-hmm. they're faced with. And right. that's yeah. why we have to make a big noise. I think what a lot of people are saying is, okay, we get it. All right, we understand, you know, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is post the what they call they're calling this the post slavery era, which um I don't know if that's just all, you know, mm-hmm. to appease us. Right. Um but they just want us to just hush and mm-hmm. be, quiet be quiet and not make right. a noise and I say we need to make a noise. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I I remember hearing the old saying I had a, a manager or supervisor that said it one time it's the squeaky wheel that gets oiled. Absolutely. So, right. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Yeah. When are we going to yeah. see repair if we continue uh-huh. to hush and act uh-huh. as though nothing's uh-huh. wrong? Mhm. Uh-huh. and bear it, then right. you know. Mhm. Uh-huh. It's not going to change. We're not going to see the change come right. that we're entitled yeah. to seeing. Uh, right. Um, there was a, a quote that I took from King's speech, and it and it talked about um, that we didn't have time uh, to sit back for you know um, that slow rate of change. Mm-hmm. Like we we should not be content with that. Like, just because we've seen some progress doesn't mean that things are, 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 are done, that our work is done. Yes, we've seen progress, but mm-hmm. there is more work to be done to gain equality for all people. You know what I mean? When yeah. you have a Flint, Michigan, where mm-hmm. the predominant um, uh, city is, is of people of color and they're drinking contaminated water, you can't tell mm-hmm. me that all lives matter, right. black yeah. lives matter. When you're looking at my hometown, Detroit, Michigan, and you have a crumbling school system, mm-hmm. you can't tell me that black lives matter. You know what I mean? That's um, right. You got, you know, new information came to light with Louisiana, and, and mm-hmm. some of their districts are dealing with the same thing that Flint is dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so you have mm-hmm. impoverished people that don't have a voice 
you know what I mean? And and they're being disenfranchised and they're being poisoned. And so, you know, there's no time to sit back in contentment. Mm -hmm. There is no time. Mm -hmm. You know, you you have a justice system that is broken. Mm -hmm. It's broken when you can't uh, get an indictment. (laughs) You know what I mean? Of 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 a police officer that clearly is in the wrong. And you can't, you know what I'm saying? The system is broken. There's things that need to be fixed because the people that are ultimately suffering are minorities. That's true. That's you know, right. So. We And um, I believe the co-host, Queens of Port Thelman, she's just uh, entering in and joining us on the panel of the show tonight. Welcome, Queens of Pora. Welcome, Queen Fran, and hello, our, our ring, Miss Irene Renee. Hi. Hi. I'm all right. I've been on for a few minutes. I was listening to your conversation and was trying to get a word in, but I don't know if anyone heard me. Oh, oh okay. We get so passionate about it. Don't well, yes, please accept my apology. As host of the show, I do apologize for not recognizing. I'm just actually noticing that you're on the call now. I know that I saw a num- your number show up in the chat room. So thank you for uh, raising my awareness that you're here. <laughs> you're yeah. you're with us on the panel and we welcome you. So um you. the mic is in your hands. All right. So regarding about, you know, the whole, you know, injustice because <clears throat> I'm gonna speak on the principle of the thing, is that there's two words or well, one word that comes to mind is reverse discrimination. Mm. About the whole black lives matter. And it's a weapon that's been used to like keep down the oppressed. And it gives, you know, like for, you know, gives them like mess with their thinking, you know, like control their thinking. Because I've said on an episode as once you can, that once you can control a man's thinking, you don't have to worry about his actions. He'll find a back door to enter into. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then speaking of the closing of public schools, there is a play, you know, regarding it called Exit Strategy. And it's going to be, and it's going to be shown at the Philadelphia Theater Company. Um, until the end of February. Hmm. Please give the name of the play again, also right. the dates that the play will be shown and the location, and if there are any uh, fees, fees associated with it, and thank you. All right, so uh, just hold on while I pull it out real quick. Mm-hmm. It's, called, all right. it's called Exit Strategy at Philadelphia Theater Company in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And so here is a, you know, a summary of the story. Well, you know, hope and destruction come to a crossroad, an exit strategy, an East Coast premiere in association with <clears throat> primary stages now playing at Philadelphia Theater Company. Although the saying of Ike Holter's <clears throat> challenge in new play is his native Chicago, the budgetary bulldozing of an inner city school feels all too familiar for Philadelphia audiences. Exit strategy begins ominously with a struggling high school receiving its much dreaded closure notice, leaving them one final academic year before the doors are locked forever. Delivering a wrecking ball of an opening scene, Ryan Spawn, Ricky, and Deidre Madigan, Pam, spar with such agility it may excuse me, agility, it may take a minute to to acclimate, but soon after one tragedy comes hard on the heels of another, and the aftershock falls to the administration, an awkward but invigorating spawn 
and his faculty, played by Michael Colin, M.A., Donna Kelly, Ray Lucas, and Christine Nieves. While there are moments when these teachers slide into broad illustrations of themselves, overall each packs a powerful punch and a dynamic chemistry that contributes to a knockout ensemble cast. The task at hand is to either accept their fate or rally to action with the help of a courageously misguided student played with an infectious charisma by Brandon J. Pierce. Holter goes on to investigate the uncomfortable truths of not only being a teacher in a school that the city has given up on, but also a student in that environment with the daily reminder of, quote, you're not special, end quote. Holter's setup is, in the best of ways, a call to arms. Even if a crumbling school system is not one's personal cause, the variety of tools he uses will not fail to inspire, whether through sheer anger, pure vitality, or bittersweet idealism. His belief in both the utter brutality and joyful potential of these negotiations is clear. The natural impulse in an educational setting like this is to draw a hard line between the generations, which does happen at times. But beyond these, those standoffs, the play treats each with their own dignity, allowing the old school of thought and the next generation to share equally in their flaws as well as their assets. There's more, but I'm going to stop here. And the information is Exit Strategy plays through Sunday, February 28, 2016 at Philadelphia Theater Company at the Suzanne Roberts Theater, 426 South Broad Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. For tickets, call the box office at 215-985-0420 or purchase them online. And if you type in this uh, Exit Strategy, and it will come up where the pages when the rain stops. Excuse me, not when the underneath the DC Metro Theater Arts. Excuse me. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Very, very helpful and resourceful information. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we don't know, some people still believe what we don't know won't hurt us. Mm-hmm. And what we don't know has been hurting us for too long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's time I, for us to become exposed to what's really going on out here. Yes, and the play started on January the 29th through February the 28th. Okay, so it's now running, ladies and gentlemen. And like w- with any and all information that is disclosed on this platform, we urge you. To, to take note of this and spread the word because you were privileged to hear it tonight, but it's someone out there who was not privileged to tune in to tonight's show to acquire this knowledge. So you have been chosen to witness, be that witness, to share this information. Let others know about this play. We want to support, if we don't support the artist community, when the artist community is promoting something that's noteworthy, something that's positive, something that's pro-life, pro-achievement, something that's pro-empowerment, if we don't support it within the artist community, what's not supported will 
fail or it will cease to exist. Yeah. So no. don't just hear this information, ladies and gentlemen. Make a big noise on social media about this. Spread the word. Um, let people know this is worthy fanfare. This is something that everybody needs to invest in, and we need to support it because we want this uh, message to be heralded far and wide. We need people aware of what's going on out here, and we want it to end. We want want the next generation to be privileged enough to have quality education, better op- job opportunities. We need to see America's infrastructure and America's U.S. economy repaired. And, yes, the educational system plays a large role in that. So we really want change and we want to impact our society for change. So we then we need to get these events such as this, we need to support it, and we can. We spend our dollars on some things that are not relevant to our community. This play is relevant. Let's spend our dollars, let's invest. And that's our focus word even for tonight's show, investment. Let's mm-hmm. make an investment in something that's worthwhile, mm-hmm. something that's beneficial to the whole of us, not just some of us, but the whole of us, so that we all can be empowered and we can advance forward because it's time for us to see our community advancing forward. Mm-hmm. And empowerment is key for that to happen. Thank you all so right. much, Queen Zipporah, for sharing that. You're welcome. You're welcome, Queen Fran. Um, I had, you know, the idea just it came to my, uh, the play came to my mind, mm-hmm. talking about what Miss Irene Renee was talking about, you know, the whole, like, injustice. <clears throat> I don't want to sound repetitive, but it, it is awful. And there's something else that just came to mind, this connection. It's called, now I'm going to become Dr. Zipporah Thelman, psychologist. Okay. For this, and it's called the self-fulfilling prophecy is where these things happen. It's mm-hmm. because, you know, things, things are the way they are because they are supposed to be. Things are the way they are because they are supposed to be. Now, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to be a critical thinker. You were just giving a fact. Now, it's your turn to respond to that. Now, it's up to you. In other words, this is all about empowerment. Now that you know what you know, what are you going to do with that knowledge? Mm-hmm. Things are what they are supposed to be, but not everything should be what it is. Mm-hmm. So what are you and I going to do about that? First things first, you have to look within yourself. Am I the person that I should be? Am I doing everything that I need to be doing to impact change within the world, let alone within my community? What can I do differently to help change 
what's not good within myself first and then others or within my community. The saying comes to mind that Mahatma Gandhi is referred to as being author of, and that is the saying, be the change that you want to see in the world. It all starts and ends within us, and it's up to us. If you want better, then you've got to do something to acquire better. A lot of times it's just a matter of us changing our thinking. Yeah. Positive thinking is so essential. Yeah. And then our behavior, our actions will follow. Uh And Queen Fran is Queen Zippor. And trauma just popped up, too, is that mm. as long as the killings and injustice continue, then it traumatizes people to keep them from doing anything about it. Wow. We have a, we really, truly do have an issue um, when, it, when it comes to trauma and post-traumatic stress disorder. I was informed that inner-city youth today by the groves, by the droves, are being diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Not because they survive being in a bomb mine or living in a, a land ravished with war, but because of them living in a hostile inner city community environment, an at-risk community. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. our youth are plagued, our inner city youth are plagued with post-traumatic stress disorder. This is real. This is real. This is serious, and we need help. We need counseling. We need therapy. We need help. And the worst thing any of us can do is to deny the inevitable. We see this. We see it from the moment we walk out our doors. We see the trauma-induced community that we are a part of. And it's up to us. We've got to extend our hands. We've got to help. It's time out. It's time out with turning your back to it and ignoring it, thinking if I just walk away, if I don't look at it, if I ignore it, it's going to go away. Or it's not going to affect me. It's not going to come to my doorstep. That's my neighbor's problem. Well, whatever affects your neighbor, that's your backyard. It affects you, too. And I'll get even deeper than that. If it affects Syria, Afghanistan, it affects New Jersey, it affects Philadelphia. We've got to see the connections. We are 
a part of a world, and I think the Internet has proven that, we are a part of a world that's interconnected. Yeah. The communities of the world are interconnected. So, no, we're not an island just because we're living in North America. What's happening over in the East is impacting our lives. Our economy is suffering. We're suffering. And it's time for us to be proactive and not reactionary and say there are things we can do to fix this. Well, before we go any further, we want to wrap up the exclusive interview hour. We have our feature artist still with us, uh, Ms. Irene Renee, our recording artist and special guest for the evening. And we want her to be able to share her contact information. And, of course, we're welcoming her as well to Terry with us even post her interview hour. And um, we'd love for her to partake during Publishing Tips Hour. There may be some information she'd like to share, along with Queen Zipporah, who facilitates during this hour. And um, then after the Publishing Tips, we're going to hear some live poetry. We have some poets that will be calling in. And we're going to hear some more of uh, Ms. Irene Renee's music. And anyone that has questions will be able to ask. So, Ms. Irene Renee, I am extending the microphone back into okay. your hands. And you can share your contact information so those that would like to correspond with you post tonight's show, they will have all the information they need to know so that they can do that successfully. Okay. And thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You're um, welcome. To contact me, uh, all one needs to do is to go to my website. Then go to www.msirenerene.com. You can send me, enter in a message, and it'll come straight to my email. Or you can contact me directly through my email address, which is miss.irenerenee at gmail.com. If you don't want to use those tools, you are welcome to reach out to me over Facebook. You're also welcome to reach out to me over Twitter. Um, I am on Instagram, but not as much. Um, so everything is very easy. It's Miss MS Irene Renee. So um, just type that in, and you can Google it, and something will pop up. Excellent, excellent. Well. We're going to hear one more song by Miss Irene Renee, and then when we come back, we're going to get started with the Publishing Tips Hour, and then Queen Zipporah will facilitate at that time. This is a song entitled Pick Up the Phone. We will conquer this wilderness. One moment. Thank you. 
rain. Pick up the phone. Ladies and gentlemen, again, if you have not gone to YouTube, you are late. You need to get on YouTube. Check out Irene Renee, R-E-N-E-E, and see the popular videos list. These songs are all amazing. A-W-E, amazing. <laughs> I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. And the videos are exceptional. And I must say, Miss Irene, I'm not sure of who's responsible for your fashion wardrobe and your accessories, but I must compliment you, lady. Truly, truly, I'm talking about stately, your accessories and your um, flair for fashion is just stately. Oh, thank you. Yes, indeed. I love your, and for those who don't know, her scarf collection, she wears elegant headscarves in her scarf collection. I mean, the the color, the decor and design of each one, ornate. Thank you. Intricate. Beauty. I mean, it's just beauty. Beauty, beauty, beauty. I must commend you. Do you have, like, um, I mean, do you do any tips and help ladies that just need to know how to select quality scars? Do you do any tips on how they should um, tie them or even just the colors, just knowing what colors complement you best? You know what? Only nothing formal. Uh, I've I've been approached by you know various women who have been um, uh, curious about what I do with the scarf. So I've taken the time to explain to them what I do, and so I don't know if they've gone to try it, but I definitely take the time to share with them. As far as the um, the colors and things like that, I just I have mm-hmm. so many. I get to uh, experiment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so okay. I just, I just put, put it together. I, I, you know, I, I think for me to be honest with you, mm-hmm. is I try to push myself to be creative. I don't feel like that comes uh, innately. I, I feel like it's something that I have to work at. So I just mm-hmm. try it, and and I I feel like I have a, enough confidence to to just go out in the world and 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 <laughs> you know what I mean. Take whatever comes at me. If, if it's a bad one, a bad you know, putting colors together, then it's bad. If not, then hey, it's cool. You know what I mean. So I just mm. I kind of go out and just have confidence about what I do with them. But I it, heard you know, that. right because. If we take time to um, really give credence to all the criticism, then we won't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll sit back and, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm not going out in that. <laughs> you know, somebody's going to talk about me about that, you know. So I just try to have confidence about what I do and how I put them together. Have confidence. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the message for the hour, have confidence. Mm-hmm. I think that that sums it all up. You know, when you have confidence, your best shines through. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it definitely shows, and I can truly say that your best shows 
even Aww. in your accessory choice, your you know, your way of dress, your poise, all of that. And I think it it all does matter when you um classify yourself as one who is an artist, you should display beauty in everything mm-hmm. that you do in all things. And I think that you do that. And um I think that you're a um stellar role model for any young woman. Or okay, so yes. Yes indeed. And you have it's a certain flair of sophistication that comes through as well. Mm-hmm. In your way of dress too. Do you have anyone that you kind of um look up to or admire that helps you in in just your decor as for your fashion flair? No, you know, I just I just kind of peruse the internet and mm. um, even the um, the um, mannequins and mm-hmm. <laughs> in the okay. department store. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's all about you know the workers there being creative, you know, and putting things and trying things and putting them together. And so I just kind of like I'm just uh, I want to say an observer. And like mm. you know, so I'm I'm observing and I'm looking and I'm, and I'm I'm experimenting. That's all I'm doing is experimenting to see what works. Um, and um, that's it. That's it. I don't. You know, one thing that is is funny and I guess ironic is that my mother um, mm-hmm. years ago she wore head wraps, and mm. she had this one head wrap that was a uh, a uh, uh, dual type tone head wrap and then it mm-hmm. she twisted it and she somehow worked it around her head the crown of her head uh like the forehead area right so it, i didn't do it intentionally you know what i mean like when mm-hmm. i came of age i started wearing these head wraps and and that must have been my number one mm. influence with my mother yeah so um i stayed with it and they're, they, it works for me. It works for my lifestyle. It's not like mm-hmm. something I just do for my videos. I wear a head wrap every day. Every <laughs> and day. And when I don't have okay. my head wrap on, you know, I have a cap on. And, you know, and I've, I've gotten the question, well, do you have alopecia or do you have hair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> right, but, you right. Know, I, for my lifestyle, it works for me. And so um, as I'm sitting here, I, I will confess, I'm doing my hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I take care of it, and I, you know, I go to the, you know, local hair shop and get the shea butter and the this and mm-hmm. try to, you know, make sure that I keep locks. Um, I don't have locks, locks, but keep my mm-hmm. my, my coils um, together. But um, yeah. it works, the, the head wraps work for my lifestyle. So, yeah, so I think my original influence was my mom. Excellent. And I heard shea butter. Well, yes. we definitely have like minds. Uh, that's <laughs> my choice as well for my hair and for my skin too. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And and I tell you, I I'm always sharing with, especially women of color, that you know raw ingredients should be natural mm-hmm. of anything mm-hmm. that you use on your your scalp or your hair right. and right. your skin. It's healthy mm-hmm. for your body and and it's the best right. option right. to take. Right. Mm-hmm. So thank you for helping us to promote a healthy choice to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes, for absolutely. hair and skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, and indeed. I think, you know, just to, and I know you're closing out, but I, mm-hmm. I, I think with the advent of um, the YouTube and um, social media, but primarily YouTube, having the videos out and the women that came out to help us mm. experiment with natural beauty and, and what it takes to be, uh, live more wholesome, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it, natural hair wasn't the thing to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Everybody was running. You know, I, I remember my father a long time ago, he he did not advocate perming. Mm-hmm. And so I, I picked up that, you know, but I, I didn't understand um, where he was coming from. But he was saying how it was unhealthy. It was unhealthy. It's not the right thing to do for your your complete health. And so my sister and I, we we picked that up. And so we started doing the natural hair thing. Mm-hmm. but not having enough knowledge to know, okay, what kind of styles can we do? You know, what can, how do we take care of our natural hair? You know, what, you know, and so um, I think with YouTube, it was just a phenomenal way for women to take a stand and to be brave enough to get on there and to experiment with their hair. And, and, and then so a, a ton of products came out you know, with natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful for this age now, for this time that we are in now, that yes. there's so much more pride um, in our culture and our beauty and, and what we do and not being ashamed. You know, I went to my first interview, and I've been with this job um, teaching for a while, and I had my mm-hmm. head on not being ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. I said, I know that I have the talent, but I'm coming in with my head wrapped. You know what I mean? Right. People going into companies and saying, okay, I have my locks, and so I am skilled, and I, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't make me an, an inferior being because I choose to wear my hair a certain way. So I'm glad that we are pushing the envelope about what it means to be unapologetically black. Yes. Wonderful. Well stated. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. <laughs> You're I'll very welcome. <laughs> you are so yeah. very welcome. And if you can tarry with us, please do. We're going to uh, have Queen Zipporah facilitate uh, some publishing tips yes. at this time. And then we're going to get back to what our topic for tonight's show is, which is singing for love and purpose, not for money. And our focus word is investment. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now we're transitioning. We are going into the second phase of tonight's show, and that is the Publishing Tips Hour, facilitated by the co-host, Queen Zipporah Thelman. Welcome, Queen Zipporah. The mic is now in your hand. All right. Thank you, Queen Friend. I am Queen Zipporah Thelman co-hostess for Exceptional Scribble, episode 97, for Tuesday, February 17, 2016. And tonight, I have five pieces of writing advice, which are the following. One, writers are caterpillars that become butterflies before, during, and after publication from the changes. Mm. Two, art is life's mirror. Three, closeness is scary from bothering you after the people you bonded with are gone. Four, fiction and nonfiction are connected opposites. And five, literature is a self 
biography. Hmm. Wow, can you restate all five for us all, please? Sure. Because I'm sure some people, they weren't able to write each one down, so this will give them that opportunity to do it. Thank you. You're welcome. One, writers are caterpillars that become butterflies before, during, and after publication from the changes. Mm. Two, art is life's mirror. Three, Closeness is scary from bothering you after the people you bonded with are gone. Four, fiction and nonfiction are connected opposites. And five, literature is a self-biography. Hmm. Which one of those five would you say you cherish the most? I would say, number one, the writers being caterpillars because they're going through a publication, you know, going, getting on a journey to publication, so it's a process. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I think each each of us who are writers, we can um, identify with that that's 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 a truth that we know personal personally all right thank you queen france mm-hmm. now i have two articles to read from writersdigest.com all right the first is the Seven Biggest Myths of Publishing, Know the Truth, by Elizabeth Sims, dated August 26, 2009. Writers talk about, quote, giving birth, end quote, to a book, and that's a beautiful metaphor. Same as with a baby, your book is first well-conceived. Initially, it's just a moat of a thing, insubstantial and unreal, yet over time, you feel it growing inside you. Eventually, it begins kicking the get out. And so it happens. You acknowledge its inevitability. You work long and hard. You bleed. You sweat. You cry. And then one day, the pain sees, and you're holding this beautiful little being in your hand. It has your DNA. And even though it comes from your deepest core, it's really got a personality all its own. Naturally, you hope that someday it will develop free will and learn basic skills like cleaning the oven or calculating algebra. You love it unconditionally. It's your bundle of joy, your book. Yet in truth, this metaphor is totally wrong. Having your book published is not like giving birth. It's like having your newborn ripped from your arms and given to a foster family you've never laid eyes on in your life. Mm. It's a heavy trip. As latent with only stories as parenthood is, In order to survive it in style, you need to know the truth behind the myths. Myth one, book contracts are too complicated for a normal person to understand. I sold my first book myself, Read Without an Agent, 
to the leading publisher in my then current niche. After the magical, quote, we'd like to make you an offer, end quote, phone call, I took a long walk in the sunshine to let the pleasure soak in. But I'd barely turned homework when I realized I'd have to negotiate my own contract. And being a creative individual with severe allergies to numbers and money talk, my heart quailed. The advance wasn't big enough to attract an agent to negotiate for me, and I didn't want to pay a lawyer's fee. So I went out and bought two volumes on negotiating a book contract and forced myself to read them cover to cover, making notes on anything that seemed beyond my intellect. Amazingly, when the contracts arrived in the mail the next week, I could read them. Not only that, I knew enough to be outraged by them. I phoned my editor. Do some authors just sign these and send them back without asking for any changes? Yes, some do, she admitted sheepishly. The good news, my editor had the power to negotiate, Excuse me again, and I got much of what I wanted, such as a lower ceiling for royalty bumps, more subsidiary rights retained, elimination of the first refusal clause, and more authors' copies. Ask for lots more than you're willing to settle for. Now is not the time to be meek. Remember, they've decided they want to publish your book, meaning they think they can make money from you, but you haven't signed yet. Even if an agent is representing you, you must read every line of your contract and make notes. Go over your concerns with your agent or publisher. This is the only time you actually wield power in the publisher-author relationship. Make the most of it. This number two. Mm-hmm. That's this two. Excuse me. Your publishing team is your new family now. They might be a family to one another, but they wouldn't know you if they fell over you in the street. You live in whatever non-glamorous town while they dwell in New York City and walk to the Met while eating fresh violets and bumping into celebrities. You are an outsider. <clears throat> They are the foster parents who have just been granted custody of your child. If left alone, they'll probably do an okay job. After all, they're nice people and they mean well. But they'll treat your kid a lot better if you participate, try to get to know them, and find things to like about them. Odds are you will have, as I do, a wonderful publishing team. I respect their skills and passion for their work, and we enjoy a cordial, professional relationship. However, at no time should you delude yourself that they work for you. They work for themselves, as do you, as does everybody. Bring no neediness to any conversation. Never whine. Remember that if you pump out great sellable books at the rate of one every 12 to 18 months, mutually beneficial results are bound to occur. I found that thanking people is a good obsession to develop. During an important conference, My cartons of books didn't show up. Thousands of miles away, my publicist sat on his neck to find out what happened. They'd been addressed wrong, figure out where they were now, some other hotel, and get them delivered in the nick of time. He received chocolate. Myth three. If your book has been accepted by a major publisher, it must be perfect just the way it is. This one makes me laugh every time but it's my baby. I worked on it for five years. I've already revised. This is not a first draft. 
realize that your editor is a professional at what he does. He makes his living and reputation helping authors put their books into the best possible shape. Then make up your mind to be open and non-defensive. Most changes editors request are minor, and you think about it and go, oh, yeah, that plot point would work better if I put it earlier in the book. Or, gosh, I never realized how flat their dialogue really sounds. I need to create more hostility between the characters there. But how do you not melt down when your editor asks, asks for a huge change? Eliminating a major character, putting in a new one, drastically revamping the ending with concordant alterations to the rest of the manuscript to accommodate it, those are big. If your editor asks for a major change and after thinking it over, you agree, you've got some work ahead of you. Welcome it because it will make you a better writer. Any major change is simply a bunch of minor changes put together, so approach it that way. Make a list of what you have to do and get going. If you feel stymied or have serious reservations about the suggested changes, talk it over with your editor. You'll be surprised at how many good ideas will result. Hmm. Remember that in the end, it's your book. If you give a concrete reason for refusing to make a given change, that will help you test your position, and it will help your editor learn too. I've never had an editor do this, but if, but if one ever asked me to dumb down a passage or avoid some subject because of political correctness, we might offend someone, I would balk, and I'd expect you to do the same. Mm-hmm. Myth four, it's important for authors to have input on cover art. For some incomprehensible reasons, this is one of the biggest topics on the minds of new authors. Listen, because you are an author, you, by definition, have no artistic talent. So to imagine yourself capable of distinguishing a good book cover <clears throat> from a bad one is laughable. Your publisher trusts the job to experts in graphic design. This doesn't mean every cover will be perfect for every book, but it does mean you should relax about the art. Myth five, working with your copy editor is boring and arduous. Not so. The great thing about copy editing is seeing your manuscript through the eyes of someone fresh to it. Your copy editor will, if she's good, challenge any grammar and mechanics you've hot-footed it over and suggest micro-improvements that never would have occurred to you. She can also catch embarrassing mistakes. I once had a character divide 20 million by 10 and come out with 200,000 instead of 2 million. Anytime you have a chance to review edits or make additional ones, have a sheet of proofreaders' marks handy and make your marks with meticulous clarity. <clears throat> Myth six, if you're coming out in hardcover, it's practically guaranteed you'll be reviewed in the New York Times. In fact, it's rare for a debut author to be reviewed in the New York Times, so don't get your hopes up. The first time authors feature, there are one in a million. If you receive a massive advance, which usually generates big buzz in the book media, and your book is being packaged as literary, those things could help. But who knows whether you should hope for such a high-profile review or not. A favorable one might may not boost your sales the way you expect, and a savage one can make you feel suicidal. There's no shame in focusing on lower-profile reviews Good ones can add up, and bad ones won't be catastrophic. And myth seven, 
with all the important things you have to do now, it's okay to put your next book on the back burner for a while. This isn't so much a myth as a lie. You enthusiastically tell yourself if you're, as you're thrilling to the image of your book jacket on Amazon.com, just above the, quote, pre-order, end quote, button. You actually begin, begin telling yourself this lie as you painstakingly went over your contract, executed whatever edits you needed to, dealt with the galley proofs, and started work on the suddenly endless project of promotion. But I must set up a page on my face. It's free. I'll interact with my future readers there. How else is my book going to, okay, yes, you do have to do promotion on your own, but you need to create a balance. If you did everything you possibly could to promote your current book, you'd never finish another one, and there is nothing more important than writing your next book, nothing. Mm. So So don't let temptations get in the way of your writing schedule. I found it best to demand a certain minimum word count for myself every writing day, either 1,000 or 1,500, depending on what else is going on. If you slam down your words faithfully, you're going to have a career. In short, put your faith in your writing. The end of this article. Excellent article. And I just want to share with our listeners, um, Queens of Port Thelman is available to you to consult with on social media. You can find her on Facebook. For those of you whom are tuning in that would like to uh, correspond with her off the air, you can send her a friend request. And Queens of Port, please share that information with our listening audience at this time. Sure. My Facebook name is Z, like zebra, I-P-P-O-R-A-H, last name, T like Thomas, H-E-L-M as in Matt, O as in Onion, N as in Nancy. Excellent. And they can send you a friend request on Facebook, correct? Yes. Now, for those who maybe they're not on social media but they have an email, um, would you like to provide the email address as well for them to correspond with you? All right, my email is Pisces, like the Zodiac, P as in Peter, I-S-C-E-S, 2143 at net. Could you repeat that one more time? Yes, it's Pisces, P as in Peter, I-S-C-E-S, 2143 at Verizon.net. And thank you, Queen Zipporah. Um, Now I'm going to ask, we still have with us on the panel the feature artist. She's still with us. And I'm going to ask um, Ms. Irene Renee. Ms. Irene, welcome back. Yes, yes. Yes, I'd like to um, ask you, because I know Queen Zipporah, she shared, it was, um, I believe, an article, and then she shared five uh, things. One of them in particular was that art is life's mirror. And mm-hmm. I would like for you to share with us um, your perception or your perspective about art. All right, well, oh. art is everywhere. We're surrounded by it. And I'll give some examples. Architecture for houses, furniture, and you know, food, 
Yeah, just to name a few. Mhm. And yeah, um life um art mimics life, right? So mm-hmm. everything that we do, I think we're creative beings and we can find, you know, like their chef and making a plate is their art. So um art is everywhere in, in everything, it's in our DNA. So um, just in creating things that we need on a daily basis, that's art. You know what I mean? That that comes from a creative space. So um, it's just an all. It's 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 what we feel that we can put put forth in the universe. You know what I mean? So um, that's art to me. It's just you know we have labeled things as as art. So if you see a picture, that's only art. If you hear. Um, music, that's only art, but art is, is just mm-hmm. uh, a reflection of our creativity. Art is Sorry, a reflection of our creativity. Thank you. And now I'm quoting you, Ms. Irene Burnett. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, you. And other, yes, and Ms. Irene, one other thing, um, art definition is invention. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And could you repeat the definition? Your definition, art is a reflection of our creativity. Creativity. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so. and I'm going to ask Ms. Irene. Ms. Irene, in regards to being a literary artist or a lyricist, I believe that would be more fitting mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, are you writing your own songs or do you have a lyricist that writes your songs yeah. for you. Um, this album, Serendipity Experience, um, I wrote all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this second venture, I am going to open myself to um, to co-write. So, um, But, you know, I am comfortable with writing from my experience and mm-hmm. what I observe in the world. So... Um, you know, I, that's that's my my way of writing a book. You know what I mean? I don't sit down and write, you know, um, a twenty or two hundred page thing for you to sit mm-hmm. down and consume. You know, I, I write something in in three to five minutes. You're going to get the the beginning plot. You know, beginning, middle, and end. You know what I mean? So I'm going to time paint that that picture for you in a, in a very short time period. So um, that's my way of expression. Um, mm. So, so I like to uh, um, do it on my own, but I mm-hmm. know that within the um, the music community, that people like to collaborate. So, I am going to yes, open indeed. myself to that experience. Awesome, and it's interesting because you said in the music community, people like to collaborate, mm-hmm. and I think um, even in the literary arts, mm-hmm. I find that artists, everyday people, just mm-hmm. want to collaborate with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, I've had the pleasure of doing just that with some mm-hmm. um, some literary artists whom are mm-hmm. even more refined mm-hmm. um, than I currently am, and some uh, we may be on the same footing, per se. Okay. But um, I find that we sharpen each other's skills okay. when we collaborate. And and that's something I strongly endorse on this platform. I've said it even um, multiple times on 
to show the significance of collaborative uh, writing and how you can learn so much from each other mm-hmm. when you collaborate as artists, as writers, and that is significant, it's highly significant. And that is a way even that you can master the craft right. of your own voice and your own mm-hmm. style, being mm-hmm. able to collaborate with another artist whom has a unique voice and right. a unique style. Because there's always something that one knows that the other doesn't. Mm-hmm. And there's always something that one um, is stronger mm-hmm. in or at doing than the other doesn't. So it's like a hand in glove mm-hmm. situation. You're going to help each other to strengthen mm-hmm. your skills as literary right. artists. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, mastery should be right. the end game. Right. Mm-hmm. Great point. Yes, indeed. And thanks. I mean, it's all—it's awesome to hear that you know music. Well, we know uh, the arts are—you know—it's—it's. There's so many, or there's very disciplines in the arts, but there the whole is but one. Mm-hmm. Because the music and and the writing—it's it all culminates mm-hmm. together as one. You know, right. art is art. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just varied forms of expression. Right. And you have your spoken word artists that are more of the performance or performing art artists. And they liter- literally um, not just give a poetic rec- recitation, per se, but it's it's a musical base to it. And they also have, um, it, it's a rhyme and it's a, a reason or prose, but it's it's just acted or demonstrative. It's acted mm-hmm. and performed where your poets write it. And one person broke it down on this show. He said, I'm not a page poet. I'm a stage poet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I said, like you know, well, I've done a couple of open mics myself, but I don't classify mm-hmm. myself as the one or the other. I think I'm mm-hmm. a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I found that very interesting that, yes, you can be one or the other, too. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. some that mm-hmm. will just say I'm in, in the class of being the stage poet as mm-hmm. opposed to the page poet. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Okay. And then all in that same breath, I asked the gentleman. I said, well, have you published any books? He said, yes, and I have another book that Mm -hmm. I'm in process of writing. So I said, well, then you're a hybrid, too. Right, right. (laughs) You're not a freestyle, you know. Right, right. right. So it's interesting. It's interesting. It's like the arts, um, you know, there's very forms of expression, Mm -hmm. but it's all Mm -hmm. art. You know, as you say that, um, I think as as we're conditioned to this life, right, mm-hmm. that we are very much people who like to place things in boxes. Mm. And, yes, indeed. And some, somehow, sometimes it stifles our creativity. Like I was just having a conversation with uh, a producer that I'm working with for this album, 
Um, and we were talking about, you know, genres and, and, and a need for people to have a sound or a look or a mm-hmm. this or that so that people can readily identify them. And people get afraid that if they step outside a particular um, way of being or delivering their art that, you know, it's not acceptable. So I, I, I'm just saying this because we need to be careful. Like, you know, mm-hmm. reach outside the Thank box. You. Okay, if you are a, um, a page poet, okay, cool. If you're a hybrid, okay, cool. You know, but don't mm-hmm. get stuck there. And right. believe that you're right. only that one thing. You know, That's you're that. you're a diverse being. You know, you're gonna you're gonna demonstrate your art this year one way, and next year probably another mm, way. That's you know, and right. I think people are receptive of that. You know, what I mean, we just have to have the courage to do it. You mm-hmm. know, so I don't want to. I'm saying this. I'm preaching to myself as well that I don't want to be just identified as a neo soul artist or an R&B artist. You know, I mean, I have my preferences. Like, you're not gonna find me doing country, mm-hmm. but you know, what I'm saying I don't want to get stuck. But I only have to have this sound. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, we should not think with limitations. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. We should not. We should not. Very, very well said. Very well said. Well, at this point, we're going to hear another song by the feature artist in the spotlight this evening, ladies and gentlemen. And this, Queen I'm Queen sorry. Yes, Queen Support. Um, after the song, I just have my second article to read. Oh, okay. Yes, we will return back to you for another article. And this mm-hmm. song, ladies and gentlemen, is entitled Smooth Step. And it is an original song by the recording artist, Miss Irene Renee. This is Irene Renee coming at you with a smooth stuff production.
Ladies and gentlemen, that was Smooth Step by Irene Renee. I tell you, she can lay down that smooth groove as a neo-soul and R&B artist like only she can do. And that was Smooth Step. That is the song when you want people to get up and not sit down on their can't. And get up and move around and enjoy themselves. And it's an intergenerational kind of song. Mm -hmm. Something you can do, line dance, move step. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who, of course, can go online, you need to check out the video. There is a tutorial video available on YouTube for Smooth Step. Look it up under the name, which is Irene Renee. I guarantee you, once you listen to the song and you see the tutorial video, you'll be doing the smooth step, too. Amen. Yes. Yes, yes. indeed. <laughs> and the actual um, music video is it's not on YouTube, but it's on uh, www.footprint.tv. So you can see the whole okay. video there, yeah. Excellent. Thanks for that information. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, indeed. So we definitely want people to check it out because we want them to support. It is the serendipitous experience, correct? Yes. Yes, indeed. you got to purchase that. And if you haven't, you're late, but it's better late than never, ladies and gentlemen. Uh And also, please be aware, there will be a second 
album to drop. Yeah, and yeah. you heard it here first. Yeah. There is a second one in process. It's in the making. Yes, it so is. So if you love what you heard tonight, and I know you did because some of you were inbox messaging me. Who was that? <laughs> I love her sound, unique voice. So listen, support this indie artist. Again, she is an independent artist. She is upcoming and new. But she is not at all a novice. She has perfected her skills as a vocalist, and she's got a lot more than what you heard in store. So support her, one, support her all, and get ready for number two. Serendipitous experience was just the first of many. There's another soon to follow. So let us support her, and she's going to keep us informed on the Exceptional Scribble Show fan page. I will keep you alerted, fans, of Miss Irene Renee. I will keep you aware of when she's coming to a town near you, where she's going to be performing, and when album two will drop. Yes. So be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. You are very welcome. We have Mr. Boston, who has just joined us, and Yes, he does reside in Boston, Massachusetts, and he's also called the Master Scribe. And I tell you, he wears that crown very well. Welcome. Welcome, Master Scribe. Hey, that girl got the vocals, man, let me tell you. And, <laughs> and another thing is, I was checking out, she got her head on straight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a plus. And she, you said something about, Art. I was listening to you. You said art. And, you know, my perspective on art is I look at art as a creation of expression with an appearance of depth, pencil, chalk, and painted in the depth of one's perspective. You agree? Ms. Irene Renee? I believe Master Scribe wants to direct that to you. Okay. So um, do you want me to agree with you? <laughs> I mean, so I want, I, 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 I want to hear your truth. Okay. Okay. So let me, I, I heard what you were saying. I, I, I was listening um, uh, to the point where I'm thinking this is your point of view about art that you, yeah. you, Take a pencil and chalk, and you put it on paper, and it's about depth. Yeah, is that I, what I heard, I, right? Yeah, I, 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 I said that art is a creation of expression with an appearance of depth. Pencil, uh-huh. chalk, and painted in the depth of one's own perspective. Uh-huh. I would agree with you. I, I, you, um, the comment that I, I gave, um, which was art is just uh, an expression of your creativity. So I think that it's synonymous with what you're saying, is that um, it's it's an expression. I mean, anything that we feel, um, and it and it's bubbling up within our spirit, and we want an outlet, so we're going to choose a format um, that we want to display that. So, it, yes, it is an expression, um, and and however deeply we want to convey that, uh, then you will get all the bells and whistles with that particular piece of art. So um, mm-hmm. it it just it just depends on the indiv- individual, 
But yeah, every everything that we display out in the universe is an expression right. of exactly. what we feel, right? That's it's right. it's, it's our right. creativity. It's that God within. Exactly. So exactly. yeah. I have a question, Master Squad. Are you using debt in in as a word that's interchangeable with soul? Yeah. In your exactly. comment, okay. Exactly. Exactly. You caught that, huh? Oh my goodness! You paying attention? <laughs> Just wanted to make sure I was interpreting correctly, Master Squad. Yeah, yeah. And I got one more thing. I got one more question for the young lady. Will you sing me a song? <laughs> sing your song. Yeah. Well, at this particular point, I don't know if you guys have been able to hear it. My voice is scratchy, and so okay. I'm babbling this this deep chest thing, and it's 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 resonating in my throat. So I have not been singing to preserve my voice, so that when I go in the studio, I'm not putting laying something down that you guys would would balk at. So, unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to sing anything right now, but. If um, friend gives me an opportunity to schedule an, another one, then I will make that a point for that next date to sing something live. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you uh, think you could? Um, is it possible that you could maybe just do one uh, uh, line? <laughs> one line. <laughs> um, uh, it's probably not going to sound good, um, but. Um, let me let me think of something. Give me a couple of minutes to sure. to to think of something that would be appropriate. And Not a I'll, problem. Okay. In the meantime, me. how about Mass Describe? You spit a poem, so you give her something, and then she'll give you something. Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me feel freestyle. No. <laughs> I, I, I think actually, that's fair. A fair exchange. Yeah, I, I actually walked in the door, got me a plate of food, got me a glass of orange, and something came to mind called 10.08. And it was 10.08 when I sat down in my chair. So I was working on a piece, and I just got through doing it. Just got through doing it. Oh, so, okay. Okay. It's 10.08. Got something sexy on my mind about you. Maybe you're wondering if I asked you to come by, what would, what could or should take place? I wonder, would you, would you like to do, what would you like to do? Let me make it just brawling, pantyless, in that furry black coat and some stiletto, and be prepared to let the night be long. I want to have a slow conversation with your cleavers. You know that. You know what? I'm saying, so help me out, please. I'm having fantasies out of the blue. I can't stop thinking about you and what we used to do, strawberries and whipped cream, and who I just seen for you. Addicted to your love, and I can't even get enough. I want to lick your body all night and all day in every freaky way. Let me do all the things you want me to do. Really, baby, I need to talk to you. And that's that piece. Hmm. Wow. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> okay, I tell you, time is of the essence. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. That was off the cuff. That was freestyle, I, I guess. Wow. 
well, you did I, write it down. You had a moment to write it down, but it yeah, seemed I, like it was just it flowed I'm just, I'm, beyond I'm pen and paper. Yeah, I'm working with it. Uh, I did it. I kind of did it a freestyle. I wasn't even looking at the paper because I wanted to know how it was going to come out without me looking at the paper. So, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm going back and I'm looking at the paper and I see the the points that I missed in fitting piece. So it's all good. No practice. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to hear from Miss Irene Renee and hear what her comments are on that piece. Well, yeah. Um, have a glass of wine with that. And um, hopefully if you have someone next to you that there's someone mm-hmm. that you love. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that piece evoked all kinds of, of uh, things. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was very flavorful and and strong. Yeah, yeah, all the things that you would do. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, now we're ready to hear a, a spice. Spice. Uh, of Ms. Irene Renee, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. All right. So what I'm going to do is, again, forgive me because my voice is a little scratchy. Um, I love um, Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. And um, I I love to sing um, her uh, Is It The Way song. So I'm going to mm-hmm. do a little bit of her first verse um, and see where it goes from there, okay? Awesome. <laughs> so, again, forgive me, forgive me. All right. So here we go. Woke up this morning with a smile on my face. Jumped out of bed, took a shower to rest, cleaned up my place. Made me some breakfast to scramble eggs. Green. Grab my keys, grab my purse, grab my jacket, come to work, steaming all the way down the baby. Y'all know the verse, right? Is it? <laughs> Is it? Yes. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> love, it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Thank you. Sounded good to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, well, I thought well. she was going to keep going. She I know, right? Went in I, strong. I, I, I felt my voice crack. She forgot like, about her voice. Listen, you <laughs> know, I, I heard that crack coming in, so I was like, crack is whack, so let me go ahead and stop <laughs> <laughs> No, she didn't. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, you're the yeah. first vocalist we've had on the show to say that about the voice crack and crack and yes. crack. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, no, no, we no. truly love you. You are so genuine. <laughs> Thank <Wow>. you. <laughs> we appreciate you, the artist, and you. And we look forward to that second album dropping. But we're going to support seren- serendipitous experience. So, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, don't forget. If you have not yet downloaded it, is it available on iTunes? Yes, it is. iTunes, Amazon, uh, CD Baby, mm. yeah, all of those outlets. Excellent. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen, 
You have but to download it. You have but to purchase. It's there. It's on CD Baby. It's on iTunes. It's there. It's ready for you to download. And just keep in mind, when you support an indie artist, you are promoting good and quality music. And that's what it's all about. We we hear so much music in this generation, in this era today, but not all of it is good and quality. So we want to uphold that good and quality music by supporting indie artists that are producers of it and letting them know that we care that they are able to continue to make this beautiful music that we need in this world today because there's not enough of it. And we're willing to spend our money. It's called investment. That's our focus word tonight. Make that necessary investment to keep the integrity of good and quality music alive in our world today. We thank you. We honor you, Ms. Irene Renee, and we appreciate you for even going ahead in spite of your vocals and, and, and what you have been dealing with as for the throat uh, condition. We thank you for even singing live. That was classic. That was Thanks. a gem. I don't even think we asked you to do it the last time or the first time we had you on the panel of this show. So that was truly a treat. And I did tell our listening audience we had some surprises in store for them tonight. So you definitely delivered. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, indeed. What a pleasant surprise. And we loved it. We loved it. And I think that's a favorite song um, of most of us, and especially us from Philadelphia. You know, we, oh, okay. of course, are the city of brotherly love, and we love our mm-hmm. artists that come from our city. So that mm-hmm. was a treat for us. <laughs> right, right. Okay, right. Yes, indeed. So, Mr. Boston, how did you like um, the? How did you like that um, I, I, I live was, rendition? I was, you know, I was about to tell her to send me an invitation for dinner day, so she could sit with me on the table all damn night while we eat. While we eat, start <laughs> the cheesecake, get the cheesecakes after. Oh, <laughs> okay. Lord, oh Lord. <laughs> Sounds like a date. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, well, well. We appreciate the art and the artists. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget the way that we are to show our appreciation to our artists, especially especially our indie artists, is to make an investment. Spend those dollars. Put your money where your mouth is. Let her know not only did you appreciate her tonight, but you love her and you want to continue to hear her making that music, which is awesome and beautiful and meaningful. And how can we do this? By spending our monies in support of this phenomenal artist, ladies and gentlemen. Ms. Irene Renee, don't forget... Keep your black dollars where they belong. In the black <laughs> neighborhood. That's right. That's right. Say that again. 
keep your black dollars where they belong in your black neighborhood. We can't have no bank if you're spending your money outside the neighborhood. Mm, mm, mm. That's the truth. That is the truth. I tell you, we getting it tonight. We getting it every way it can come. We're not escaping truth tonight on this platform. I love it. Thank you, Master Scribe. Oh, uh, no, you're never going to escape the truth when I'm on your mic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's our, right. Too many of our youngsters walking around blind and the, and the, and the, and the men that are supposed to be teaching them the truth, they so gone and lost this pathetic. Uh, pathetic, mm. man. We are having a, a, a serious migration of black minds, man, that they got it inside their head, but they don't want to cultivate what they were born with. Mm-hmm. And they're migrating away from their children and not teaching their children. And we wonder why that, we wonder why our children grow up and do the things that we do because the man is not there to support that child, that man child, and make him uh, walk him through the, the changes of being a man. So if they were so migrated to that, to chasing that dollar on the corner when you can go out and, and get your education and get you a better job and then teach your child the same thing that you do and then you keep it all in the family. That's it. That's Amen. it right there. That's the solution. We're getting solutions tonight. We we know what the problems are. We see the problem. But now we're able to dialogue of what the solution is. There is a remedy ladies and gentlemen, and it's investment. That is the key. You've got to invest in your own. If you want to see your community thrive and survive, you've got to invest your dollars in your community. And now's the time. Yes, indeed. Amen. Real talk right there. Real talk. We're going to hear, this is a song, I Love It, by Ms. Irene Renee. And then we're going to take our calls and we're going to have Queen Zipporah wrap up her uh, publishing tips hour.
she has a lot more from where that's coming from to give and share with the world. She is not taking a sabbatical. She has her second album soon to drop, and I will keep you posted. We're going to hear from, it looks like we have a caller from Southwest Georgia. Caller from Southwest Georgia, welcome. Hey, Francine. Hey, and please introduce yourself to all of the listening audience. Thank you. It's your favorite person, Philip Barry and Francine. It's been a long time. Mm, so very true. And would you have any comments for our feature artist in the spotlight, Miss Irene Renee? Well, I just, um, you know, I haven't heard from you guys in the while, so I just called in to see how everything was doing. But I did hear the um, the song that uh, she was uh, singing. I do want to say congratulations to her. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 I love, I, I love when someone is uh, is on the rise. And I will say this: you no, know, Francine is the perfect platform to be introduced to the audience. Awesome. Thank you. Wow, I am humbled. <laughs> yes, yes. I know it's been a long time, Francine, but I just wanted to call uh, not to take up too much of your time because I was talking to um McQueen Sapor and she t- and she mm-hmm. sent me a text. It was my birthday a couple of weeks ago. So she said, you know, I haven't I haven't heard you on the um the Francine show lately. So I said to myself, let me just call to let you guys know that I'm all right. Oh, thank you. Thank you, because I was concerned. I really was. And I didn't know if you had relocated or what. I said, I know we'll hear from him eventually. I just wanted to know that you were well. So my prayers have now been answered. Thanks so much for reaching out. Yes. Well, Francine, uh, I have a question to ask you real quick. And I want to also ask you, um, you know, your guests. I know um, well, I caught the, um, the portion of the show when you guys had a wonderful topic. But, Francine, this, mm-hmm. this is what I want to ask you. And this is really, really uh, important. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard um, what's been going on with the Oscars and uh, with Jada Pinkett Smith, and she had came out with a comment was talking about like how um, it's unfair between the diversity of Hollywood about how they're not giving Afro Americans the you know the, the 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 recognition that they deserve, and I know she's planning on boycotting the event, and also mm-hmm. you have other and you also have other you know um, actors and actresses joining the fight. Yeah, Francine, yeah. I want to ask you something real quick, and I hope you uh, address this on your show on another topic. You know the Oscars is this Sunday, and I know a lot of people were saying that Chris Rock needs to come out and uh, make a statement about what's been going on in, in, in the diversity of Hollywood. So I know I, I know that I'm going to get into politically incorrect. I know that's, not, that's what the show is about. But I want to ask you, uh, you know, from a standpoint that um, what is your take on uh, Jada Pink and boycotting the Oscars, and do you think that um, it puts Chris Rock in an awkward situation where he's going to have to come out and speak up uh, against um, the diversity? And uh, if you were advising him, especially the night of the Oscars, it's really going mm-hmm. to be very interesting to see how he, you know, addresses the situation. What do you think he should do, knowing that it's going to be a lot of pressure on him to speak out against this thing? Because this has not been done ever since Eddie Murphy had hosted the Oscars. That's going back into the eighties. And I haven't seen a clip on that on, on YouTube. So I just want to ask um, your, 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 um, your uh, take on this and also um, our special guest. I know she's been hearing about this too. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm just going to say as the host of this show, first and foremost, I thank you for even uh, 
raising awareness by uh, bringing this topic to the table here on this platform tonight. Um, I didn't plan on discussing that on tonight's show because our topic was singing for love and purpose, not for money. And then we had for our focus word investment. However, because of the significance of the topic, I'm going to uh, address the issue. Um, first and foremost, I think that because Data Picket and other actors and actresses are boycotting the Oscars, they're sending out a very strong message, one of solidarity, that as a nation, now we're we're going beyond just color coding of people. As a nation, people of color are demanding equal rights now. We're not asking, we're demanding. And it's necessary that we demand it because now is the time where it should be commonplace, especially in America. We have a black president. We have African-American first lady. We have an African-American first family. And that alone is progress for this nation. It's change and diversity all in one. And I think that the Oscars should be more diversified. As for the judging, um, as for whom is being uh, nominated, all of that speaks to the fact that we here in this country called America, we should know and we should experience equity across the board in the arts and entertainment, socially, economically. Equity should become an actuality in America, and it should not be something we have to wait another 20 years, another 30 years, or another 40 years to experience. Mm-hmm. Now is the time. I really feel and sense that, that now is the time, and I'm so proud of Jada Pig. I'm so proud of Will Smith. I'm so proud of all of the actors and actresses whom are people of color. I'm so proud that they're uniting for this cause. Those that are in the industry of the arts and entertainment, they're uniting for this cause. They are demonstrating solidarity and saying that we as one nation, we as a people will not tolerate, and I'm going to use this uh, symbolically speaking, or as a phrase, figure of speech, sitting at the back of the bus. When we deserve to be treated equal, and that's the message, and it's it's being made, and it's a strong display with the boycott. I'm so very glad 
that it's come to this. I think it's time, and if it took us experiencing having a president, a first lady, and a first family, all being people of color for that to happen, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Well, Francine, let me ask them, so you're Chris Rock, because you know it's going to be a lot of percentage. I know Tyrese, he has said in an interview that Chris Rock really needs to step down on doing this. Because like you said, again, you know, Chris Rock, you know, I know he's a comic, but there's really no telling of what he's going to do. So what I'm asking is that knowing that the Oscars is probably this Sunday, if you're in this camp and knowing that it's like a big cloud over this, I know George Clooney, he came out against this. Mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone has come out against this. And I think this is a movement. But again, if you're Chris Rock, you're not your host. What do you, what is he doing in a situation though? Because there's no telling what he's going to do. And you and I both know that with social media, with Instagram, with Twitter, that they're all going to be commenting on this. That's why I was saying that it's going to be interesting to see the introduction and how the introduction sets so what's going to happen throughout the whole program. So if you're him, what would you do? I would, I would do. What I know is true. I would not try to sugarcoat or deny the gravity of the situation. I think you have to come real. You have to be genuine and transparent. People want that. They need to see that. And I think that he should make a statement that's strong. I don't think that it it should be an opportunity used uh, for political um, purposes because it is the arts. And the arts, I, I always refer to as humanities, this is something that brings us together. Like music, it's a universal language. I think that he should use the opportunity to declare what he knows to be true and to try to unite people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a way of saying what is the truth in a way that's agreeable. Mm-hmm. And what about the president, uh, Francis? You know, the president, you know, she's Afro-American, and you know this so much that, you know, she can do. But, but here's the thing, and I think I understand where Jada is coming from, and I, that's why I was meeting you at this conversation a while back when I was saying this, day. see, see Francine, here's the thing, though. If instead of uh, our people, and I'm talking about, you know, I'm part of this too, and I love what Jada Pinker is doing, but at the same time, instead of our people really, really complaining about the stereotypes in Hollywood, about how Hollywood is not giving them the platform to be them, then I really, really think that they need to do what Tyler Perry has done. That's why we all respect mm-hmm. Tyler Perry as not only a playwright, but as a, a movie director who not only bucked the system when it came to going up against Hollywood, but he let Hollywood know that I don't really, really need, you know, your studio to validate me when I can really be doing this on my own. And we, and you and mm-hmm. I both know that it takes money, it takes prayer, it also takes the diligence of consistency to pull this right off. And that's why I said to myself that instead of all of them complaining about the diversity of Hollywood, they need to do what Tyler Perry has already given the blueprint in, get out of Hollywood, come over to Atlanta, do your own thing, and that way you don't have to worry about the diversity. Because, Francine, here's the thing, though. I, I, I totally get what Jada's coming from because, you know, mm-hmm. she has the right to boycott. But at the same time, it's not going to change Hollywood's traditional morals because 
Hollywood has been around since mm. the mm-hmm. since the um uh, what is it the discovery of gold. So you can go around. See, it's like we we all know that it's going to take more than one voice to make a difference. But we have to look at the situation the way it is. If Hollywood is not going to listen to what people have to say, then they're going to wind up losing a majority of a, a fan base more than they ever know. And that's why I was saying that. You know, if I was a Jada, and that goes for um, Franklin Devon, that goes for John Singleton, that goes for every black actor in Hollywood who really, really should be seen and not heard. And that's why I kept on saying, you and I had this conversation a while back, where we were saying about how they all need to get out of uh, Hollywood and come over to the ATL. And like I said, again, Tyler Perry's already given them the, the map of a way out, and it's a shame they're not taking advantage of it. Hmm. Well, you raised a lot of good points. I think... Independent um, artists, and I'm sure Ms. Irene Renee can attest to this, uh, being an independent artist, you pretty much are doing that. Um, Tyler Perry is doing just that. He has his own studios. Um, So he's saying to MGM, I don't need your studios. I have my own to produce the kind of quality um, art and theater and drama that I choose to produce. I don't need your dictates. I think because we have so many people of color now um, that have, um, they've achieved obtainment of an Oscar, I I think that it's, it's fair to say that at this rate, as far as diversity, we have seen diversity. We're not going to see it the way I guess we want to see it. And the only way we could see it that way is we have to see more artists, such the same as Tyler Perry has done, um, starting their own, creating their own studios that will embrace diversity. If I may interject, um, um, just listening to this, and I think, mm-hmm. and I, I, from a personal perspective, mm-hmm. um, I applaud Jada. At the same time, I, um, I, I shake a finger at her because they have had the money, they have mm-hmm. the um, the um, the production uh, um, studio or what have you, and. Until it hit home for them to to remind them that they are not a part of the establishment, then they came out against the mm, Oscars. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. But mm-hmm. they've had the opportunity to do exactly what Tyler Perry has done, and they've ignored that. And so now that they they have recognized that they are not a part of that establishment, then they they cry, you know, foul mm, play. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a it's a catch twenty two. It's a um, a bittersweet moment, you know what I mean? Like, okay, now you're waking up Jada and Will mm-hmm. uh, to what we've already known, you know what I mean? Right, um, that's right. So, you know, I I applaud her, and at the same time, I'm like, you know, giving the side eye because they could have helped all along to help, you know, get the movies out there that um, hires more black people, get quality shows or movies out there, and they have not done that. But now they're they're waking up. So I guess you have to, you know, say amen to the fact that they're waking up. Um, mm-hmm. And so we move forward with that, and you know what I mean, and 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 kind of capitalize on that. But hopefully they've um, 
awakens to the point where they know their true part in this in this game that they have to really put their money where their mouths are because they mm-hmm. can do it they have the the the, the monetary um piece to it to 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 help move the movement along and That's and they it. and they and they have not done that so we'll see you know we'll mm-hmm. see as far as Chris Rock is concerned I think he is politically astute enough as a comedian mm-hmm. to really bring home the the messages that need to be you know said and he, and he has no shame in in um criticizing and and making you laugh That's true. <laughs> at the same time so I think he's going to hold his own um, yes. Uh, being who he is, he's going to hold his own and represent. Um, but I think it's important for the rest of us to, you know, boycott the, the places that we are not wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just con- continually um, uh, presented to us that, you know, they'll give us what they want to give us, the crumbs on the plate. You know, you, they'll toss us a few bones here and there and be satisfied with that. So I think, you know, this is a message and, and a wake-up call for all of us to support our own, which is, the, right. you know, the mass scribe, what he said. You know, the same as, you know, how you spend your dollars in the black community. Mm-hmm. How, you know, what movies do you support? You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, stop, stop turning on your television to watch the Grammys and the Oscars. Turn on your television to watch the NAACP Image Awards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Stop supporting those, 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 uh, things that don't represent us. And then so that there alone will send loud messages to Hollywood. But we, but right. we can't cross, you know, foul play when we're supporting the nonsense. You know, I, friend, you know friend, I, want, I also want to say what the, uh, what the artist was saying. No, I, I get what she's saying, but we're still going to have to look at this from a, uh, from a negative standpoint of view, like I stated earlier, that you can go out there and give, lectures and crusades, but it comes all the way back to the money, it comes all the way back to the power, it comes mm-hmm. all the way back to politicians, mm-hmm. and it comes all the way back to, you know, who can who can afford what. But one thing I will disagree with the artist was saying about how Jada and, and Will, you know, they, they, you know, I know she said that it's hard on the wake up, but like I said again, it, it's going to be so much that Hollywood particularly is going to allow them to do. It's just like the president that's sitting mm-hmm. over office about how he's, even though he's a president, but at the same time he can't do anything not unless in Congress gives him the authority to do it. And it comes right. all the way back. Again, it comes all the way back to the point I was made about what Tyler Perry has done. And here's another thing, Francine, you remember this too. When Tyler, when Tyler Perry was on, um, I think he was on. Uh, he did a great piece on. Um, I think it was uh, Oprah Winfrey or uh, one of the shows he was on. And he has said something interesting. He said that, you know, even though he was homeless and he said it was his plays that really, really set the tone for him to, to be where he's at. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember he had said that the first show he did, I don't know if it was syndicated or the case may be, how he was in Hollywood and he was saying about how Hollywood the producers didn't want him to use the word Jesus. And we all know there's probably the name of Jesus. And what Tyler Perry said that see that's what gave him the exit of a way up of saying, you know what, if I'm not gonna be able to say the name Jesus, then I really, really shouldn't be here in the mainstream where, you know, this certain, it comes all the way back to the premise I was making, but there's so much that Hollywood would mm-hmm. like to do. And okay. that's why I was saying, that's why I was saying again that Tyler Perry has already given us the blueprint independently. Mm-hmm. And instead of us, instead of us validating these big studios, knowing that they don't give a crap about you, 
knowing that they only want to put on what they feel is going to make money, then it's really, really doing a disservice to your creativity. So, again, right. it comes like back to the parents I was saying that if you can do what he's done by building your own studio in in, uh, in Atlanta, because even um, ATL was in Atlanta with TI, and also um, all the shows that Tyler Perry has done is out there in Atlanta. So, again, instead of uh, Afro-Americans complaining about you know, not getting the recognition in Hollywood, they're not going to get it anyway. I mean, I don't care if um, if you're Jada, whatever the case may be. Right. There's so right. much. There's so there's so much of things that Hollywood will allow. It, it, it's kind of like a um a dog on a leash. Like a dog can go so far out, but when it, but, but when its owner wants to pull him back, he has authority to do it. And again, Tyler, it's, 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 um, Francine, that's the main reason why Monique is out there too, because Monique even said that Hollywood is so diversified that they're not going to let you do whenever you want to do it. And again, it comes all the way back to the money and it comes all the way back to the politics. So again, in, in order for us to really, really make a stance, and, and I think that Diane Carroll had talked about this too a while back. She said, listen, Hollywood is a make and break situation. They love you when you're high, but when you don't have what they're looking for, they're going to kick you out. So that's why I said to myself that if Jada and Will can somehow find a way to get out of Hollywood and go to the ATL, then they will be able to do whatever they want to do when they want to do it. And as a matter of fact, um, Boris Kujo and his wife, um, what's her name? Um, well, I'm playing a soulful. And what, what is her name, uh, Francine? The beautiful looking one? What, Boris Kujo's wife? And Nicole Parker? Is that her name? Um, um, I, I think uh, it is. I'm not possibly. sure. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, matter of fact, you know, they're out there in the ATL. So, again, it's time to show everyone that's saying that, listen, if Monique, can, if, 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 if Monique can make that move, Tyler Perry can make that move, and Boris Kulte and his wife can make that move, then it really shouldn't be an excuse about people Nicole in Hollywood Parker, can't do it. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matter of fact, she's, she's, she's living in Atlanta. She's out there already. So mm-hmm. she knows what goes on in Hollywood. But say, if she knows from, the, 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 from, from her point of view, that they're not going to get the same privileges out there that they're going to get in the ATL. That's why I love the ATL, though, because you, it's like you're free to do whatever you want and when you want. But if you're up there in Hollywood, it's like a price tag. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to remember, whoever owns that particular establishment, I mean, you you are subject to the dictate to their dictate. And if it's the MGM Studios, um, owners, whomever, whatever their call is, that's what you have to answer to. And until you're in that power seat of authority where you own, and I think that's one thing I like about Oprah. Um, Oprah's there now, and I think that she's a good example. Ownership is truly empowerment to the highest pinnacle as for success. Once you have ownership and you own your network, you have control over what programming is going to be uh, viewed on it. You are the one that makes those decisions. You don't have to have someone else tell you. So it's all about levels in terms of empowerment. And I think that we have been complacent as a people. We have so much power as for being the number one consumer 
population. If we boycott and just stop investing our money where our money truly should not go, we would really see the impact of that. And I think that we need to be consistent um, in terms of people of color. When you really want to impact society for change, you've got to make some drastic choices. Mm-hmm. You've got to invest. Investment is key. You've got to invest. You want to see your community as as for the business part of the black community. If you want to see it thrive and you want to see it on top, you've got to put the money in. Every other community, they invest in their own. But we don't do it the way we need to do it. And until we do, we're going to keep hitting these snags in the rug, Mm -hmm. which are going to make us fall. And, Francine, that's why I said to myself, it comes back to the, uh, the blueprint of Tyler Perry, where he's really giving everybody the blueprint to follow. And, you know, it's a shame that they're, they're really, really not following his panic. That's why I love mm-hmm. um, in the scripture where it says, Jesus said, lead by an example. And it's a shame that, you know, Afro-American is really, really not, not looking up to him as the blueprint, not to get things done. But like I've always said, and I think uh, your artists probably agree with me, too, that if you keep on doing what you're doing, you're going to wind up getting the same results. So I guess that's, that, that, that's, that, that's only that's only independent, though, because we all know to each his own. But, again, instead of complaining about the situation, you know, do something about it. You know, make the move. It's just, it's just like uh, playing a game of checkers and playing a game of chess. You, and look, the piece is not going to move unless you move it. That's right. That is so true. I was very touched when I saw actor Denzel Washington Receive the Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award. And that was mm-hmm. in honor of all of what he accomplished in his lifetime this far. And to see him literally speechless, he was fumbling. He, I think he was shocked because there were other contenders in that category. And I think he was really shocked that it was him this time and his wife came up his children came up that were present and his wife was literally like feeding him what to say i've never seen denzel washington like that before so that was quite an experience for me to see him Mm -hmm. at a loss for words but it just goes to show you that there will be those times when people of color are going to receive those prestigious because that's like the prestige prestigious honor. You know, you get your Oscars. He had his Oscar, but to get the Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement, that's like, ugh, you know, people dream this. And I noticed there were some actors that were giving him the eye, like, man, and they were even older than him. They've been around in, in the game, and I mean, these are veteran actors, but it wasn't them. So that just goes, that says to me a lot. For a man of color to achieve that in his lifetime, and he's not even as old as Sidney Poitier and some of the mm-hmm. other ones, Harry Belafonte. That says yes. a lot. So we are being acknowledged. We are receiving recognition. No, it's not the way it should be. It never has been for people of color. Since Hollywood, mm-hmm. as you said, since the beginning. So what do you do? Okay, we know. You you do what you can do. 
And I believe that's what the actors are saying. You know, we can boycott because we're in Hollywood, for one. I think it's a more greater impact when you're in something, not on the outside looking in, but when you're in something and you make that move, it's an even greater impact. So I do commend and salute Jada, Will Smith, all of the above. I believe even Spike Lee. All of the ones who are going to boycott because they're on the inside. And that's where the change needs to occur. The infrastructure of Hollywood needs to change. So let them do what, I mean, they're in position. Let them do what they should do. If I was in Hollywood and in their position, in their shoes, I'd, I'd answer that call too. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's the just thing to do. Yes, but Francine, before I say um, good night, I will be calling again in the future. So I will let you, I just want you to hear my voice. But this one thing I want to ask you in your um uh, in your artist, this be the last thing. Um, I was looking at a clip on uh, I think it was um Tigger. You know, Tigger he, he used to be on 106 in Park. He has his own show oh, in Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I was uh and he had Monique and her husband on there, and, and uh, Big Tigger had brought up the same. You know, topping into which me, you, and your, and your guest was talking about, and I just want to um get your um your final comment on this. But what uh, Monique was saying though, cause I don't know the exact quote, mm-hmm. but Monique has said some interesting. She said that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith has already won the battle, and uh, Tiger has said how so. He said that um, Will Smith has won, the, even though Will Smith has not won a, 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 an award or Oscar, but he mm-hmm. said he won through the box office. He won globally, mm-hmm. and he won generationally. And what I want to ask you and your honor is that from that phrase, what is Monique trying to say when she said Will and Jada has already won generationally? Like, what is she trying to say But based on that quote? I would, I would refer to, um, I know when Will Smith started off with um, uh, the, the sitcom, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, all the way up to Men in Black, to Independence Day. All of those box office hits with the movies, that is. Um, he's, he, I would say he is iconic, and it's in the intergenerational um, way. You have the young and the old that they, they, they're fans of his. You know, he's been able to successfully cross generations, even doing the movie with his son, The Pursuit of Happiness, um, which kind of pretty much catapulted his son into his acting career, launching off. Then he had The Karate Kid and so forth. So I think that, and I think I Am Legend, I think the daughter was in that. There was a scene with the daughter in that one, but... You know, I think that he is intergenerational, even in that sense of being that family man who even had his children um, reared up or trained up into that industry and and, and the doors that of opportunity opening up to them. And still, because I, I think there was an interview that showed him and Jada, and they were saying how their children traveled with them when they had to travel to another state, city, or cross um another place, they would take their children with them 
when they were filming. So they were also planting seeds in their children. And now their children are in the industry, and they can hold their own weight. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I see it intergenerational in that regard. Um, and, you know, he started off, he was a kid, he was young, he was a teenager, Hellman Jazzy Jeff, coming out of Philadelphia, uh, rappers, um, you know, just starting a house party, entertainers, and then, you know, TV. So one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's a story. It tells of, you know, you start off, you know, from your youth into now he's a mature man, father, husband, you know, and successful in still the same industry. Yes, Part yes. Of entertainment. And no. he's, he's earned his status. I think no one can dispute that. No, they can't, Francine. Like you said again, you know, he's been in the um, you know, in the game for a long time. But, but like, you know, like, you know, and I love what you said earlier about how well, you all need to start making some, you know, um, you know, decisions. But like I said again, I just really, really pray and hope that Hollywood will really, really get it, which I doubt it though, because it's always going to be about the Washington, the Lincolns, and uh, it's like this. As long as you got, as long as you got an empire like Hollywood, I mean, again, it could do whatever they want to do. But like I said, again, I, I don't know, okay, I don't know if this boycott is going to do a whole lot, but but this will keep the conversation going. Whether or not it gets to the Hollywood, that still remains to be seen. But like I, well, I will say this, Francine, it's going to be interesting to see um, the, the, the Oscar night, see how Chris Rock comes out. And I, and I, and I will be watching the um, mm-hmm. the first, the introduction, to see, you know, you know what he says, because everybody, see, I think, that's, I think that's really, really going to set the tone for the rest of yeah. the program. That's what I, I believe. I agree. I think every all eyes will be watching and I'm I'm just hoping that I I I've not been disappointed. I've I've seen him even with stand up comedy um be politically correct and and also in terms of um social uh to raise social awareness when there were issues that needed to be addressed. Um so I know that he can do well. And I don't think he'll disappoint us. I really don't. I hope not. I hope not, Francine. All eyes are going to be on him, you know. But like Tyrese was saying, you know, you see, we know, Francine, I think that the problem with people nowadays is that, you know, they don't want to have, you know, you know, my dad used to use the expression that if you keep on pushing your cat up against the wall, the cat's going to wind up scratching you. But I think that, this is my personal opinion, I think that when people are put in an awkward situation where you have the majority of Afro-Americans, in case or the case may be, you know, uh, voicing a certain opinion, then I really, really put the individual like a curse rock, whatever the case may be, in a situation where they're really, really afraid that their reputation is going to be messed up. They're afraid they're going to be called a sellout. They're afraid that, you know, they might not even get no gigs in. That really, really factors into the whole discussion. If you know what I'm talking about. I, I, I do agree that. That's sad, isn't I it? But that, that. that's a, that, that's a reality. <laughs> that's a reality. You know, you, you know, everybody want to have their reputation protected. Yeah, I mean, 
excuse me. I think it's it's now it's where the rubber meets the road because art imitates life and ultimately that's what the entertainment industry does. It reflects what's actuality in our world. So this is what's going on already in the streets. Day in and day out. It's been consistent. Um and I guess so now it's Hollywood. And it's to the point where people are not going to tolerate things not being just. They want equity and they want it now. And so Hollywood has to respond to its audience. Now, the question is, will they do it, though? That's the question. Now, there will be a response. What will the response be? We'll have to wait and see. Yes, yes. And and, and it's to the degree now, I, I can guarantee you, if it's not the correct response, people are not going to sit down on it. We're yes, going to see yes. more protests, more bo- boycotts. It's going to get, and I remember my grandmother telling me this years ago, she said, baby, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yes. And yes, I didn't no. understand what she meant when I was younger, but now I understand. Yes, yes, yes. Well, all right, my beautiful um, friend, um, Francine, you know, we talked, you know, now you heard my voice. <laughs> now you know I'm okay, and and I will say, and I will say this to your um to your artist that um keep on um doing what you're doing and hopefully uh, in the future that just like last night's Grammys you'll be either nominated for one or you win your first one and I will be watching. Oh, uh, Miss Irene Renee, did you hear that? No, I didn't. What did he What did he say? Oh, please repeat it for her. Um. Okay, I said, Miss Irene, I said, uh, keep on doing you know, what you're doing, and I said, and I said that, um, you know, you're gonna want to listen. I don't know when this is gonna happen, but if you keep on doing what you're doing and not looking back, you know, the same, the same artist who won the Grammys last night, I want to see you win one. Whether okay. you can nominate for one. But one that should be mentioned as one. I want to see you win them because, like Francine was saying, no, it's not. Even, it's said it perfectly. She said we all have to get out and support, you know, other people. Just like me, you know, being humble as I am, you know, I've written, you know, twenty books. I got my first mm. one actually published. So, you know, just like what you're doing with Tim Hughes and what I'm doing with, with with my book, you know, as a unit, okay. it, it really, it, it really, really shouldn't be about us. It should be about those who are not fortunate, those who don't have a home to, to go to, those who don't even have a family. Mm-hmm. And I've always said that you can have the biggest name, but mm-hmm. how is that biggest name going to be able to identify with people that's actually hurting? And, and, mm-hmm. and it really shouldn't be about it. It should be about God using us to get to the people. And that's why I've always learned how to be humble and how mm-hmm. to be gracious about what you're doing and how you do it because what we do for God is going to last. Amen. I, I, yeah, Wonderful. I totally agree. Yes. Awesome. I felt that when he spoke about that uh, Grammy, Ms. Irene Renee, yes. I felt chills. Yes, yes. I know yeah. you felt that witness, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. 
Yes, like yeah. I said again, you know, I want to see you. You know, like I said, I, I mean, I haven't heard a lot about you, but let's hear the, uh, the, the some of the stuff. I mean, some of the uh, music that Francine mm-hmm. have played. But like I said again, my sister, just keep on, you know, doing what you're doing. You know, stay true to yourself. And what I will mm-hmm. say this: be independent and not dependent. What I mean by that is that yeah. don't you know, and, you know, Francine, if I let you go, um, uh, Taylor Swift has said some interesting last mm-hmm. night too during the during the um her Grammy nomination, she said that don't let people defy you for what you can and cannot do. And don't let people take credit for something that they themselves had, you know, Mm -hmm. this wasn't in it from the beginning. So what I'm saying is that when you wind up doing your acceptance speech, whether or not it's a a Grammy, a Stella Award, or whatever the case may be, just remember who gave you the talent to spread abroad to the whole world. Like I've always said, it should be about nobody else but God because God, listen, like the scripture says, God can can give you things, he can take it away from you. So what I'm saying is that don't forget about who gave you the gift because the gift is not yours anyway. It belongs to the Lord. Hey, okay. Amen. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's uh, honor to have you back um, and calling into the show again. We missed you. We appreciate all of the good uh, information and input that you shared. I know Ms. Irene Renee did, and, of course, yeah. he's been just a very, very um, excellent, mm-hmm. excellent artist and, and person in general, and we're honored to be acquainted with her, to befriend her, and even to have had her on the panel of the Exceptional Scribble Show a second time, and it was better, even the second time around. Even the music, we're looking forward to the second album. And when it drops, we will be right here, ready to promote it on our fan page, on social media, Mm -hmm. and just to play the music on the show as well. So yes, people yes, can hear it yes. and support her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Francine, if I let you go, I will say this. Um, I received, the, um, and I'm saying this in a humbly fashion, because I don't want to sound too arrogant. I don't like the, I don't like the word. That's why I always use the word humbly. Um, mm-hmm. I, I received, the, um, from Positive Power 21, I received, the, um, you know, a digital award, which I'm going to send it to you on, on Facebook. Because um, like I said, again, I've been having trouble with my Facebook page, but I will add you back on. They sent me um, a digital star award, and I was talking to like the um, the artist. I mean, actually, you know, he, his name was Jerry Ross. And he has the show that's called Positive Power Twenty One, and I always give kudos to um to Jerry because if it wasn't for him, then I wouldn't have been able to do blog radio interviews and so on. But anyway, he um he presented me the um the star award because he said that um you know based on the interviews of which I've done, he said the staff actually randomly picked me, and he said that they, I was actually named from them off of the year. So I was saying mm. that that was really very humbling. Yes. Well, thank you. That's the type of thing that we want to publish on this platform. People need to know great things are being achieved and accomplished, and they're happening from within the community. You know, it, yes. it, it needs to be heralded. Thank you. Yeah, and I will be featuring the um in the magazine because um the lady's supposed to be her name is um the 
uh, Tisha um, McBride, and she works for a magazine that's in Atlanta, so she's supposed to be giving me a call either tomorrow or Thursday to have to interview me about, um, I'm not going to say my book because it'll be selfish. I mean, I would say, you know, the people's book. And Francine, you know what, I, I will say this, you know, God is, is actually still opening up, you know, doors for me. And like I was telling our queen supporters, it's still being humble that, you know, knowing that, you know, I'm an unknown self-published author who's really, really doing something from the ordinary, and I'm already getting, you know, free free um, promotions. Um, people um, want to put me in their magazine, which I'm already featuring in two magazines. I'm featuring the one that's called Elation's Magazine, which I will send you a link of that. And I will also send you a copy of this other magazine, which I'm going to be in. So, you know, like I said again, you know, it, it's all about, you know, using uh, your gifts to reach a majority of people who really need to be rich. Because, Francine, you know, we're living in, the, in these last and evil days. And, you know, if, if we're going to be able to galvanize and bring the sheep home, then as shepherds, we have to go out there and, bring, and, and get the sheep. Mm. Okay. Well, I tell you, continue on doing what you know you have been commissioned by your maker to do. And always know that when you're doing what you should be doing, Many blessings shall follow. Yes, yes. And I love you, Francine. And I love the artist, too. And I love you I with love the name you of too. Jesus. Thank, and thanks for joining us tonight. We we appreciate what you brought to the table. Thanks so much. Yes, I know I've been missed. So I'm, so I'm reading your mind. You're saying, don't leave us again. And I won't. <laughs> That's right. That was too long. I was concerned. I said, well, maybe he's away and or relocated. But I knew we would hear from you again and this was perfect timing, having you to call in when we had Miss Irene Renee. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Miss Irene, um, can I add you on, on, the friend on Facebook? Because I definitely want to, um, you know, stay connected with you, too. Like I said, I want to stay connected to positive, encouraging people. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay, so, um, to your friend request. Yeah, so my name is, um, when you get to my name is uh, Philip Berrien. And what you uh, as soon as you enter, what you're going to do, you're going to see an image of um, an angel, which is which is which is an uh, image of the book, and um, just add me on. And you know whatever you need me to do, if you want me to dedicate a song to you, because I do write songs too, just let me know what you need. And from the goodness of my heart, I'll be from the best of my ability to give you something that you need. Awesome. How do you spell your last name? Okay, it's capital B E double R. I-A-N. One more time. Okay, okay. It's um, B and Boy, E and uh-huh. Eric, the two R's in Rosie and Rita, I-A-N. All right, gotcha. Yeah, and the first name is Philip. So, like I said again, at the earliest convenience, there's Avenue on Facebook, and like I said, again, from time to time, you know, I'll check on you to see how you're doing, and you'll check on me to see how I'm doing, and I definitely want to check into um, my mentor, which is the lovely, um, you know, Francine, because I, I say this a lot, you know, Francine is like the, she's like the, um, the Oprah of her generation. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. I would love to yes. be. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, Francine. So, like I said, again, I give you guys a uh, call in. Uh, I don't know when it's going to be yet, but I will say this: I will call in when I have some breaking news to share. Okay. Well, 
listen, call in with breaking news, but call in whenever you feel the spirit leading you to because it's always going to be timely, and that's what we want. Thank you. Yes, yes. I know, I'm know. i sure you've been asking, where's Philip at? Where's our friend from um, George? I know it's been a, little, a while, but since some, um, you know, I'm well. I won't, I won't have been in trip again. <laughs> okay. Well, you sound wonderful. It's it's good to have this happy reunion, and we know it won't be as long the next time um, as for the time in between us uh, not hearing from you. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. I love you guys. We love you too. Take care and enjoy the rest of your evening. A peaceful, right. restful evening to you as well. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I'm going to, uh, Mr. Boston, a.k.a. Master Scribe, mm-hmm. I tell you, what do you, I'm sure you have some words uh, before Ms. Irene has to leave and before we have to end tonight's show. Um, was there any words that you wanted to express? My email is forshebook2 at yahoo.com, and I'm looking for my invitation. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you friends with her? Have you ever sent uh, Miss Irene Renee a friend request? Because she did have to I, I uh, leave us. I will definitely do that. I will definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as she said, uh, she is open to collaborating with other artists. Um, she has done it already, musically speaking, and she is a writer. So I think this would definitely be ideal for you as well. Okay. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Boston, we're we're going to wrap up tonight's show, but I didn't hear perspective from you in regards to some of the comments made by the um, author Philip Berrien, um, who was on the call. He had made mention about the Oscars. He touched on um, what were my views, asked Myself and also Ms. Irene, you know, what did we think about uh, Chris Rock being in a position he's in because he's hosting the Oscars and um, what might he say? Will he say the correct thing? Will he be politically correct or will he be social? Well, I'm gonna say, you know, I'm what? Say this much. We mm-hmm. know we know that the man is under contract. Mm-hmm. And we know that, you know, that there's certain things he can say and he cannot say, according mm-hmm. to contract. But I think that Chris Rock stands on his square, and he will say what he needs to say, make no matter what the repercussions might be. You know, I, I, I have a whole lot of praise for Jada for standing up. You know, I, I, I would like to see more from Will Smith. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. I want to see more oh, okay. from him. But I, I, I got much praise for everybody that's setting up against these oxes because this, you look at you're looking at the remake of modern day slavery on how they made us second class citizens and one mm. of man. You're, you, you're seeing it all over again. We're not realizing what we're seeing because we keep on they 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 have embedded it up that that racism is not as bad as it was. That's some bull. That's some bull crap. Racism mm, mm, is the same mm, as it was back in the 1800s that it is now. They just sugarcoat it, co- cover it up, and use different words for it. And we mm-hmm. not understand it. That's why I say it's so important that you pick up a dictionary 
understand what these people are saying and how they're saying it. You know, you you got to pick up the literature and, and study the literature in order to understand what these people are saying because they, they'll, they'll call you a nigga in a minute. You don't even know that they call mm. you a nigga. You mm. feel me? So yes. you, you have to be well aware of, of, of how these Caucasian people talk. They haven't changed their talk. They haven't changed their walk. They're still doing mm. the same thing, trying to keep us, Got to keep us economically and socially uh, pinned down, and so they can continue to walk on their little water, as they call it. But you know what? One mm. one day soon, that lake that they walking on gonna get a sinkhole, and go all that water gonna come <laughs> right up and under. You hear me? <laughs> oh my! Hey, you, look, you shoot straight from the hip. That's one thing I can say about you. You are consistent. It's too straight tooth with you. And no 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 chaser right here. That's you right. Know what I'm I was telling somebody I was telling somebody else the other day they asked me a question. How would you act if President Obama came up to you and held a conversation with you? I said I wouldn't change not one bit. I'd keep on being black like I am because I love being black and I'm not changing for no damn body. I worked hard mm-hmm. to get to where I'm at, so why should I put on a damn mask because he carries a title of the United States president? He's still a goddamn man. He bleeds and breathes like I do. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. I'm not gonna change I'm not gonna change until somebody important walks up to me and, and wanna hold a conversation with me. I'm still gonna be that same dude that he walked up to and when he turned around and leave, I'm gonna still be that same damn dude. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know cutting no chaser this way. Mm-hmm. You, can, you, you can accept me as I am or don't get in my face. Period. I hear that. Yeah. That's real, ladies and gentlemen. That's a true artist. That's a true man. That's a king. That's a brother. That's a warrior. The master scribe, otherwise known as Mr. Boston. If you don't know him, you need to know him. Get acquainted with his writings. He is on social media. Mr. Boston, can you share your social media contacts with our listening audience? Thank you. Yeah, you can find me at Jeffrey the Mental, Mental Seducer on Facebook. You can find me at uh, IVF Poetry, Jeffrey IVF Poetry, which is Intellectual Verbal Freedom on Facebook. You can find me under Intellectual Verbal Freedom on Google. You can find me at Jeffrey H. Sanders on Google. You can find me at Intellectual Verbal Freedom on Tumblr. You can Google my name and Google, and you can find me everywhere that I am currently residing in. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. And Mr. Boston, might you have a poem that you'd like to drop and share with everyone? Oh, y'all might not like this. <laughs> y'all might not like this one. Oh, y'all might not like this one. This one's called Detour Habits. Detour Habits, okay. Detour Habits. We need the truth. Nothing but the truth. All right. I guess grandmother never told you. I guess grandmother never told you when a man is after you, he can smell you in a far off distance and assume you're hot by the way you you switch in a natural wearing makeup and skirts so short you look like a streetwalker. Oh, you think I'm fooling and take it to be unbelievable? Then take a second look at you. Sixteen years old, dressed and looking like a grown woman. Check yourself. Ask mm-hmm. yourself, how did I find you? How did I catch your attention? Because you were searching for attention and smiling all giddy with your African diamond perfume on, caught between ooh and mm-hmm, this man's manifestation. 
If I was just a molester, you would be behind that dumpster. Have you wondered and thinking twice about the fake up and the two cloth hike up bugging, bugging and hugging your butt cheeks? Oh, I saw you the first time you came by with your little fast-ass girlfriends, but this time you came back by yourself with your extra fast-ass, with a little more switch in your walk and your skirt a tad bit higher. I can certainly test your existing abilities with my mentality, but you will think I'm playing games because that's all you know. You can't possibly know about life. You're only in the 10th grade, but I came not to chase you, but relate to relate to you and not let you ruin your life before you get your education. Anything else will be from the gift of each other's time and that you find your your little place, but before it's too late. You will have ample opportunity to say yes or no, and I already know because I smell you. <laughs> already already have your pencil and paper already already about to give me about to give me your number and didn't I just tell you I'm not after your number. See, parents don't teach your, you nothing unless you ask questions, and you should be asking a lot of them. Never give your number to someone you just met walking past you on the corner. See the truth and the lesson, how games mm-hmm. can turn into something different. See, I told you, I don't want nothing from you. I just want you to be more aware and wakeful. Put more pride in your education and being more careful because there are some men who are predators. Got me? Now go yes. home and act like an educated, beautiful little girl that someday is going to grow into an educated woman before you get caught up in something you can't get out of and end up pregnant, dead, or worse. Feel me? That's mm. DSR all damn day. Mm, mm, mm. That was a forewarning. That message needed to be published here on this platform tonight. I want to follow up to that piece was saying this girls you need to keep your skirts on stop taking them off for every time thick and hairy your body was not created to be abused and mishandled like that self-respect Respect will merit integrity works. And when you respect yourself first, the world can respect you secondary. It starts right at home. Mothers, model before your daughters what you desire them to become. If you want to see them Treat it like a queen. Make sure that you have a king in the castle at home. Mm. It starts in the home. We want to see our children live to reach ages of maturity, live to be decent citizens, live to accomplish great things, Live to have a profession or a career and to be the best that they can be, but it won't happen until we, the heads of their homes, set the standards and lead by example. And I'm going to stop right there and put a period at the end of that statement. 
I loved your pen master scribe. That was real. That that was on time. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of little tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> well, that particular one right there, it was timely. We got too we got too many incidents going on. We need our young girls to stay uh uh virtuous for as long as they can and, and we need to kind of protect their innocence and, and uh us women we gotta let them know we got to show them first that yes it matters that you stay virtuous because you want the right king, not some wannabe that ain't gonna be responsible. So it starts with us. The older women supposed to teach the younger women. We got a caller called in. U.S. Virgin Islands, welcome. Good night, good night. I'm seeing guests and everyone. Yes, I'm yes. We're, we're glad you were able to connect. Uh, you missed our feature artist. We had a recording artist and vocalist in the spotlight yeah, well, tonight. I'm so sorry I missed that. No um, problem. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of caught caught up with the um the the system on on jury duty, so oh had a okay. long day, man. Yeah, had you, a real you long fulfilled your civic duty. Well, listen, we we yeah. honor and respect that. Thank we you. We honor and respect you. you for doing that. Yeah. And what I'll do as soon as the the archive link is available on tomorrow, I'll make sure that it's shared with you so you can hear the portion of the show that you uh-huh. weren't able to hear earlier on. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it, man. You're very welcome. Uh, yeah, we touched on a lot tonight. We started off with um, an independent artist. They call them indie artists. And she was mm-hmm. speaking about her passion, her love for people, and and not just music, but for people and how she uses the platform as a recording artist to promote positive images and positive messages out to the community. Wow, that's that's some commendable. It's commendable you use your talents, you know, for such a nice endeavor. Mm -hmm. It could have been like you were just talking about, you know, based on sex and what mm-hmm. everyone else does to, to right, make it big. Right, right. Yes, indeed. And she said she understands that, you know, it's going to take her a little longer to acquire the fan base that she wants to acquire because of the fact she's making that stand. Yeah. You know, so... Mm-hmm. Real recognize real still. Yeah, so, yeah. You, know, you, can't, you can't fool can't fool reality, you know? Mm-hmm. That's right. Her music, I mean, she she expresses her love for life, her maker, um, humanity. You know, she she keeps it real. And so we just encouraged her, and we also spoke out to the listeners to support her and other independent artists like her. Because if you want to continue to hear quality music, you've got to support the artists who make the quality music. If you don't support them... They won't be around. They won't be able to make it. They need funding. They need support. Mm-hmm. Where is she based? 
she's from America? Yes, she's based in uh, on the northeast or the eastern shore, and she oh. resides in uh, New York City. Oh, that's cool. I believe Yonkers, New York. It's called Yonkers. Yonkers. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And then I'll, I'll definitely give her a listen. Yeah. I want to get the transcripts and stuff. Oh, sure. And if you visit the event page for tonight's show, I posted uh-huh. several links of different songs so you you know, you can listen and become acquainted to her music. It's really good music. It's good quality music. Um, it's more on the neo soul in that category, neo soul. Oh. Very I like soulful that. music. Mhm. And um she I tell you, she has a unique sound. She also wears um, scarves. She wraps her hair in scarves, and she said a lot of people were asking her, do you cover your hair because you suffer from alopecia or some type of, you know, skin or hair loss? And she expressed to them no, and she said how it's a tradition that was passed down to her from her mother. She used to watch her mother tie her hair up. So when she became of age, she just naturally started doing it. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. She ties her hair up, and she's fashionable with it. So it's these beautiful scarves, different colors and uh, very uh, decorative designs and patterns. Um, And she's just very, um, she has a poise and dignity about herself, and it's an inner beauty. Mm -hmm. So I told her, I said, you're really a role model, a good role model for our young woman. And that's what we want to see even in the, the music industry and the arts and entertainment industry, we need to see more artists that are promoting positivity, yeah. you know, integrity and dignity. And that's kind of fashionable now, too. It's kind of a, a trend that's mm-hmm. slowly, slowly starting to materialize, and you know, because we really don't have a choice. Right. That's right. That's right. It's coming it's coming full circle. Love is coming full circle. We're finding that love is still existing in our world today, even with all the killings, the senseless killings, which are nothing right. but murders, homicides and suicides. We're still yet loving. Love is not dead. So, you know, it's and I think it's the duty of every artist to promote that. That love is still alive. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone's just scared to show their love because, you know, in this modern day, it's considered weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the little the little simple acts, you know, sometimes it's good to to honor your brethren or or sisters and tell them, wow, that was nice, man. You know, and it, it really meant a lot to me what you did. You know, and mm-hmm. the, you know, just so they they could feel a little a little good and. You in turn, um, you know, share it back. You saw the post I sent the other day without um, with preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. You, you thought it was a good one. Um, it was uh, short. there was a post you said. Mm-hmm. Preach the gospel always and use words little. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So don't just talk it. Be it. Yeah, that's it. Be the gospel, man. Yeah, be the gospel. Don't just use your mouth. 
You know, you see somebody in need, don't say, yeah, the Bible said to do this. Then you go and do that there, if you can. That's it. Actions yeah. are the real <laughs> truth. Not mm-hmm. words alone. Actions are the real right. truth. Mm-hmm. Not lip service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. So you all right, too? Everybody's good tonight? Yeah, yeah. We're all good tonight. Just wrapping things up, getting some final uh, remarks stated. Mm. Um, we did have, uh, there was a caller called in a author, an author, and he wanted to hear our thoughts about the um, Oscars and the actors and actresses who are boycotting the Oscars. And what did we think about that? And also because I believe Chris Rock is hosting the Oscars, did we um, think that, do we think that he'll say something that's politically correct or something that's truth-based? Right. Like, like um, what, how do you perceive him in, in his position? Um, do you think that it's fair him being a man of color during a time when other actors are boycotting that he should host it and, and what should he say? Should he begin with with um uh making a strong statement during his introduction, the introduction of the show or you know, mm-hmm. so it was something to think about. But all in all what it seemed like everybody agreed to was that uh people of color are gonna have to to a certain degree become independent artists even right. in terms of production, like Tyler Perry does, have your own right. studios because Hollywood may not always um, provide those roles that are suitable roles. And the roles that are being more um, readily accessible tend to be roles that aren't dignified roles for the most part. Right. Right. You know, you got to be a whore, you got to be someone in jail, you got to be, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, when does it end? When when can we start asking for the roles that we want as as for the the people of color? And why is there this divide? And um, it should be more diversified in terms of these roles and, and who's nominated to win. In various right. categories. So, you know, I said, well, all in all, we can't see another 30 and 40 years going in the same direction. Right. It's so true. if it takes the boycott, because they're in Hollywood, it, it has to be a change from within, you know, the infrastructure. We on the outside, we can make noise and raise awareness to the issue, but the real change will only happen from within. When the people right. of Hollywood say, you know what, enough is enough. And that's what's, what's happening now. They're saying it's it's not just Black Lives Matter as a movement per se, but now Hollywood is taking a stand and people of color and also people that aren't people of color are joining mm-hmm. the people of color and saying this is not right. It's not fair. Right. There should be equity. So I'm glad to live during an era to see this transitioning and I'm 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 hopeful of what's going to come next. 
I think we're going to start seeing some real changes that we haven't seen. Better late than never. It's interesting to see that we're we're, we're slowly getting back connected to Africa. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Yeah, man. Slowly, I'm sure it's going to start becoming a back-and-forth traverse that we we could um, have open way to, to go there. And, you know, instead of like, wow, let me go somewhere else for vacation. Well, mm-hmm. let's go to Africa, you know, and it's welcoming, it's home, you know, and we have our base there. We we, we set up a set up a strong structure. The world could only respect us. That's you know, right. But, so yeah, actions, like you say, actions, man. Mm-hmm. Not too actions. much talking. It's yeah. time for actions. <laughs> yes, indeed. You could say that again. That that's mm-hmm. the truth. That's the real truth. Action only. Mm-hmm. That's the real change. I think even on the wake of uh, Dr. King um, reflections on his legacy, his dream, you know, about all people, I believe we're actually coming now into the fruition of his dream. You know, seeing mm-hmm. whites and blacks come together. When you consider boycotts where you see seeing even the Black Lives Matter Movement. You're seeing whites and blacks come together and saying enough is enough. Yeah. You know, it's sure. enough of these senseless killings. It's nothing but murders. It's not justified because it's a cop doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you took someone's child life and you had other options. And I always look at it like this. I was told they have rubber bullets. They have um, stun guns. They have yeah. handcuffs. You know, there's options. Yeah. You don't have to shoot someone in the head because they're resisting arrest. There are options. There's pepper spray. You know, there's options, things, other means where that person can live to learn a lesson, you know, that it's not justified to resist. If you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong. Um, But to just take a life at will, I mean, you know, shoot them, like they're animals, shoot them 7, 10, 12 yeah. times. My gosh. One time Target you see them fall down, that was enough. But to keep mm-hmm. riddling their body with bullets, that that lets you know that person's sight. There's something just not right. Mm-mm. Psychologically too speaking. Too many, man. Yeah, too many. too many. And it doesn't matter. They're doing it to the young, the old, the men and the women. And that's enough to let you know something is really wrong mm-hmm. on the inside of the system here. You know, that hate, you know, that hate is still alive. It's hate. It's despicable. Mm-hmm. You know, when you realize, when you, when you, when you realize that, when you realize that when white people made the white doctor, they didn't have, they didn't have the indigenous people written in their document. Mm. They didn't have the Africans in their document, but yet they wanted to they wanted to take us to all of these countries and make us cut sugar cane and produce sugar and pick cotton and peanuts and sell their tobacco mm-hmm. fields. Then when you look at the whole situation, it's no different than it is today. They take the they take the Latinos and give them the lowest paying job. They take the the middle class whites and give them the higher paying job, 
and then they want us to work at McDonald's for three dollars fifty five cents an hour, and then mm-hmm. when they do that, then they tax you so bad. Well, then you you're still on the black the black people on the rung of the ladder, and then when they get us down to the lower rung of the ladder, they they put they they feet on our necks and choke us out. And when they came to mm-hmm. us out, they tried to exacerbate the situation with fear. I'm not scared. I'm sorry. White America, I'm not scared. Fascist America, I'm not scared. Uh, white power, I'm not scared. You know, I stand my ground. I stand on my square strong. Mm-hmm. So my way, I'm trying to put on my neck, you're going to find out who's choked. That's right. Period. Fear no evil. That's what it, it comes down to. In order to stand your ground, you've got to fear no evil. Right. And I That's believe, and, and it was said, you know, if they take our guns away from us, we don't have any defense. You know what? I'm going to tell you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, one day, one day I'm going to teach you all how to make a pop gun. You all get two pieces of wood. <laughs> this is a nail and a rubber band. I'm going to show you how to do that. Okay? I'll show you how to do that. Okay? So they can't, uh-huh. they can't outdo me. So okay. I, I hear you. So we got to get back to, to if it means primitive means to create our own weapons, if they do take mm-hmm. our guns from us, they can't take our ingenuity from us. That's right. We got to mm-hmm. do what we got to do because we got to stay alive. Yeah. That's right. Sure. You gotta stay alive. That's one thing. I, that's one thing I have to give Uncle Sam. He taught me. You taught me how to live off the land. Mm-hmm. You taught me how to hunt. You taught me how to make fire, sticks and rocks. You shouldn't have never did that. So now <laughs> I'm already ready for you. Make water with a piece of plastic and a can and a rock. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, they messed up when they turned me loose. <laughs> mm. I heard that. I tell you. They created, I tell you, they create us to be their worst nightmare. Yep, that's right. And I'm one of their worst nightmares. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> one of their worst nightmares. That, that, that's the thing. You get a mad black man, they you, you become somebody's nightmare. That's for sure. You forget about everything going on around there but survival. And you don't want mm. that. That's what you don't want. Mm. When you get a black man in a position where you got him up against the corner, he he, he more powerful than, he more treacherous than Satan himself. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I heard that. Well, well, we getting the solid truth tonight. It's coming hard. It's coming straight. Ready or not, it's coming. Tell it. You know, I'm a, I'm a survivalist. I just have to tell it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I didn't been in some of the, I didn't been in some of America's worst prisons, and I didn't been in some of the worst streets, and I'm still here. So I must have been doing something right, right? Mhm. It's all about that purpose. You, you got a work to do. Yeah. You on a mission? Yeah, I sure am. That's why God sent me back from my deathbed. Sent me back. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been there too. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you know, land in a coma for 45 days and come out of it and mm. have all my faculties and, you know, it's a beautiful thing, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Remember, I, I, I didn't say I praised Jesus. I said I praised God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Sorry, Kristen. Sorry, Kristen people. Your God ain't my God. <laughs> Jesus is not my God. Sorry. Well, hey, we just want, we just, we appreciate truth. It's about the truth. That's the only thing that's going to make us free. We need the truth. We've been lied to for far too long in America. Um, I tell you, they, they give us the Bible they want us to to believe and take away the books that really have the truth in them and tell us we can't read them. They ban those books. And we got to wake up. We got to wake up. They they giving us poison because they know if they can govern our thinking, they got us. It's not even the chains anymore. It's the mental slavery. You know, Francine, listen, listen to this. A uh, Christian lady t- told me one day, she said, I praise Jesus. I praise Jesus. And I said, you praising the wrong thing. She said, you can't, you can't uh, blaspheme my God like that. I said, well, what God are you serving? I said, uh-huh. the fact of the matter, if you, read your, if you read your book correctly, the book does say that God sent Satan down to earth to rule the earth, right? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So who, who, who are you serving? Who are you serving? And I said, and I turned right back around and I told her, I said, didn't God say have no other God before me? I said, why y'all, why did y'all make Jesus a God? Huh? Mm. I said, now who are you serving? Who are you really serving? Okay. She didn't say nothing. She said, I ain't talking to you no more. <laughs> <laughs> True hurt. True hurt. Yeah, so, that's hey, right. Get I, I, I don't pull no punches when they come trying to preach to me about that Bible. And I, 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 I let them talk, and then I go in, and then I show them some facts. And then mm-hmm. we don't want to talk to you no more. You the devil. I said, no, wait a minute now. You serving the devil. I, I mm-hmm. You ain't serving me, so who you serving? You know? You know? <laughs> it is what it is. Hey, one day people will I wake bet. up and realize it's all been lies. Yep, all been lies. All been lies. So why wait till till it's the end time to to find out that when you can find it out now? Just wake up. Just wake up. Well, I truly must say we have had a very eventful evening tonight. It was one of true enlightenment, and we were we were honored. Uh, Ms. Irene Renee even sang for us, in spite of having some. Uh, vocal uh, restrictions due to um, strain of her vocals, cords and all. She still pressed and sang a little for us, and we had some live music by her to hear. Sounded good. We're looking forward to her coming back on. She has a second album, but her first album is entitled Serendipitous Experience. It is available on Amazon.com, CD Baby, and also you can download it off of iTunes, ladies 
and gentlemen. So do yourself a favor and invest in one of our own, someone who is an independent artist. She is producing quality music, music which is of good quality. And she does it, why? Because she does care that her listeners and audience and fans have music which is integrity work to appreciate and to enjoy. So let's support her. If we continue to support our independent artists, we will continue to have good quality music produced and we'll start to hear it on the mainstream radio networks. They will only do it after a certain number of hits are evident, whether on YouTube or just downloads. So let's show them that, yes, we are supporters of independent artists, we support good quality music, and we support what we love. So let's invest our money, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'm going to ask Skysky, do you have any final words? And then we're going to go to Master Squad. No, no, just have a good week and, you know, keep the faith, mm-hmm. you know. Get the, you know, just have a good week, man, and keep your head up. Son. Yes, indeed. Keep your head up. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Powerful. That's what we need to start doing. Keep our heads up, ladies and gentlemen. We got to. Tupac, I, I was thinking about him today and that song, mm-hmm. Keep Keep Your Head Up, because it's about hope. If we keep hope alive within our community, then we're doing what we came here to do as a people. Yeah. That's right. Our coming to America or our existing here in America is not in vain. We got to build up each other. Time to stop True. tearing down. Yes, indeed. True, man. Yes, indeed. Well, Master Squad, do you have any final comments or maybe even um, a poem? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Oh, a final poem for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you a story with simple curiosity and contemporary originals. Thought I was missing when you were in a state of wishing, imbued and content, afraid to tell me what you were really thinking. That's why I really want to tell you something. We're being the honest version of ourselves. Don't be afraid of what your soul is really thinking. You think you need to be perfect, but you also need to feel free to fail. I think you're denying what you really are. Answer the question. You're always wanting to know, but we're too afraid to ask. I can tell you what awaits you, but no, my inner outer articulation has no failure rate. Oh, yeah, you're going to debate. But what will you debate for? I will still accomplish opportunity and advantage, step up into your fears and treat them like nickel candy. I'm telling you what you should be fearing, not what I fear, because all after all, I'm all of them, and I have a very raw position. Even though you may think I'm joking, you can never say what you really think for fear of someone will disagree. But the reality is you were in agreement when you stated hello and allowed me to enter your endless places. Oh, you forgot my first verbal hook. Let me tell you a story in peace. Mm. Yes, all day. That was thought-provoking. Very thoughtful. Yeah. Okay. Loved it. 
Mm-hmm. Loved it, my subscriber. Loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful, brother. Powerful. Yes, indeed. Power to his pen. I love man subscribes pen. It's all about the truth. And he drops mm-hmm. it. He drops it. He don't care. You know, you can hate him. You can despise him. You can spit in his eye. He's going to keep it moving. He's going to keep that pen scribing. I love it. It's noble. You know, I when I first started this journey six years ago, I always had that one in the back of my mind, what is why are people not commenting on my work? Do they understand it or they just don't like it or they just don't like that rawness that I have? So mm. I, 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 I I turned the loop and did a flip and came back down on my feet, and I said, you know what? I don't care what nobody thinks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do me. And that's what I've been doing. Yeah. I've been doing me. Bright, bright words, man. Bright, bright, bright mm-hmm. words. Yeah, I just not do me. Mm. It's shining. Yeah. Shining yeah. words, man. Shining. Shining words, yes, indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Shining words, words that illuminate mm-hmm. the mind. That's true. We need it. Indeed. 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 Well, y'all, I'm going to let y'all get out of here. You know, okay. I'm going to lead out some rest. I, just, I came home and came right to the show. So. <laughs> Thank well. you. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that support. Yeah. yeah, education is very taxing, but I'm still with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. All, All right, right. much I'll respect. Good night to each and every one of y'all. Good night. All love right, y'all. peace good and night. love. Yeah. All right. Stay bold, stay night, strong. Have a great night. Yes, yes, indeed. I have a piece. It's entitled Queen Status, To Be a Queen or Not. To be by sage. That's my poet name, sage. Sage is one sage? of the sacred herbs. Yep. Yeah. And it's used for house blessings. It's used to ward off evil. And it's definitely something very tasteful when you use it when making yep. stews and meats and soups. <laughs> and tea too. Make a nice yeah, and tea. tea. That's right. Sage tea. That's right. And and it's a healing. It's a healing herb as well. So, yeah, I I I was looking for a name, and I said it has to be something that that that's spiritual and something that also physically is essential. And sage just came to me. So, that's my poet name. We have a bunch of varieties here of sage. Mm. They grow wild. They grow wild too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some for your hair, some for teeth, some for all of that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. There's some for the hair. a matter of fact, I had, um, there was one time, I, now I use uh, shea butter on my skin mm-hmm. and on my hair, and I love it. It's just like, you know, really, really healthy. But sage is also very good. I I was sharing with some people that were having some itching, uh, dryness of the scalp. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it remedied that for them. So I definitely mm-hmm. want to say that over the air as well. Anyone, um, if you've not yet used sage cream on your scalp, it is excellent. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Mm, good advice. 
Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm going to share this poem. It's definitely inspirational. It's an inspirational piece. And it, it's about um, uniting the the sexes, ending the battle of the sexes. And it's entitled Queen Status to Be a Queen or Not to Be. Here lies the duties of the queen. To honor the king, never to betray his trust or his love. To support the king in all things and never to manipulate him. The queen is the rib that encages the heart of the king. The queen will die for her king and never expose him to the world or the elements to cause his demise or untimely death. The queen is the one who holds the liver of the king. Thus she must remain by his side. For she keeps the king alive. Calling all queens. Calling all queens. Protect your kings. Queenly Meditations. And I just want to share um, what I really like about that piece. Uh, when you think about the, the game of chess and you have your king, you have your queen, um, the most powerful position, I think some people would think it would be the king, naturally speaking, but it's the queen. And I think in that poem, I'm kind of saying that, but I'm also saying even though she has all this power, she knows that without the king, there she would not even want to be. So it's a thing of there's that unity, that bond, that intertwining of the souls. She needs the king, and the king needs the queen. And I think in that line where I say, calling all queens, calling all queens, protect your kings, it's that relevance that you can't have the queen without the king. You need the two. You need them both. For the kingdom, you need them both. They both hold relevance. So I'm hoping by me sharing that piece, I've shed some light for somebody listening, uh, some queen, some king out there, we need each other. We need to stop warring. The infighting within the kingdoms or the homes has to stop. We need each other. We need to support each other because it matters that each other is alive. We can sustain harmony within our households if we come together as one and preserve our status. And that's that piece. 
so powerful. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's nice. Really enjoy that. That's Thanks. something we all yearn for, you know, completion and balance. Mm-hmm. Everybody seeks that in life. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. That's a del. I think that's a daily thought out. Um, that's something we hunger passionately for. That balance. Mm-hmm. We all need it. Yeah. Same way we need truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the sun and the moon. You know, they how they coexist. The same. The same with the king and the queen. Mm-hmm. It's very fascinating. Yes, indeed. Is it just me and you tonight? Yeah, we're. Yeah, now we're like winding down to the final phase of the show and everything. I'm glad you were able to join when you did, <laughs> so you didn't yeah. actually miss. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, we're just an hour ahead of you guys. So, okay. You know, yeah, so um, it's a little late. I, I actually, when I came home, I went right to sleep, man. This thing took all day. Wow. Yeah, it can be draining. Yes, indeed. Jury duty. Yeah, yeah man. And so I'm, I have to look forward to about maybe the lease is three months. Of, oh, um, okay. You know, yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in the pool, so whenever there's a big stuff coming up, we all get called. Oh, they, wow. <laughs> yeah, they choose from choose from the group who they want for mm-hmm. the kids. So, yeah, we yeah, man. we have a, a friend of mine. Hers was like that. It came up very frequent, quite yeah. often. Mine's usually it's like a two year actually wait. So right now, mm-hmm. I think I'm coming up to my next time where I'll have to report in. Uh oh. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dreadful feeling, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm hoping, like, you know, hopefully I'll be here all day and I won't get picked, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, know, it's for a worthy cause. True. Yeah. Um, The, the words that you you said in the poem, mm-hmm. I, 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 I hope that, you know, women can, can hear that, you know, it's it's something that not many of them, you know, really, or 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 men too. You know, the the lust and the just wanting to experience so many different things. You know, yeah. It, it, it just not. It's, I guess you gotta keep hope alive, man. Uh, one one day, you know, one day you might person would find that that mm-hmm. right person. That's it. That's right. Gotta keep hope alive. It, it and it will happen one day. It will happen. You know, if you're hopeful, if you don't quit and give up and say, you know, it's never gonna happen. Right. It's possible, you know. Gotta send all the tracks vibes, man. Mhm. Are you still coming here? Yeah, we we definitely are. We're we're um working on some things now and we're gonna keep you posted as okay. to when we'll we're gonna make that trip, but we definitely are connecting with the right people and we're gonna have uh, yeah. If uh, the the lady had called me, the one that we were speak, speaking to the other day, 
And, oh, and she, okay. Um, yeah, we, we were discussing that um, she was looking for someone down here to perhaps... Yeah, she's you know, a publisher. Yeah, uh, I, I was interested, and I still am, but I, I thought that perhaps you and her had connected. But um, I would like for you to know, Francine, if, if there's a... You know, if, if ever you're, you're thinking, wow, what am I going to do? I don't really know anyone. And, you know, you could always, you know, link me, man, and I could point you guys in the right direction. I, oh, you know, okay. I a, Most definitely. I had a friend who, who actually has a, a bus, and, um, you know, that would be somebody who perhaps you guys might, might want to hire to take you around. Oh, you know, okay. Well, yes, we definitely would want that. Yes, indeed. And I could look out for some package deals for you at the hotels. Oh, that okay. That, that y'all might like. Oh, that's you know, great. I appreciate that. Well, I'm definitely going to be in touch with you. You would definitely be the point person because we're just mm-hmm. now just talking on the lines of whom we're all going to, you know, as a group go, who will be going, yeah. and when actually we want to set the date to do it. So we're glad to mm-hmm. know you're definitely going to be the point person that mm-hmm. we'll go through. Mm-hmm. You just let me know how much people, and I'll, I'll make some calls and check out some hotels that I, that I think you guys would like. And oh, okay. And see what deal. You could give me a deal for a group rate or, you know. Wonderful. Like yeah. Great. Looking forward to it. Thanks mm-hmm. so very much, even for just, the open door. <laughs> sure, man. You love it here. I, I promise you once you come or come to the Caribbean and, and see the, the kind of, you know, the, the once people come, they don't leave. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And and it's getting loaded now of, of people like Americans who, who they see this as the land of kind of like the, the last resort. It's like anarchy because, you know, they don't really mess with you too much here, like the police and stuff. You know, you oh, can okay. Smoke. You could kind of smoke and, and stuff, like, you know, in front of them in a in a, in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but, you know, a lot of Americans are coming and kind of, you know, taking a little bit of advantage of that. Oh, taking advantage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if, if, you, if you guys, even if, like, you come and get a taste of the, the weather and... Even if you're you're tired of of the system, you know another island is just a throwaway. That's another a British or independent island, so you could you won't have to worry like wow, America's going down. What's what's gonna happen? You know you could just take a boat, man. Take a boat right over there to another island, and you're safe. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're looking forward to. I know some of us have gone. But not really uh, stayed like we did cruises. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not the same like really staying for several days on the island per se. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just hitting mm-hmm. certain, you know, places and then you coming back. You're more on the uh, ship than actually touring on the land. So, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. to be compared the same. And I can show you a, a different perspective than any tourist could have. Mm-hmm. Like tour- exactly. Thank you to all the good people, man. All oh, the good. <laughs> all the good beaches, all of that. Great, great. Well, we'll definitely, off the air, we'll definitely um, have conversation and discuss mm-hmm. 
because yeah, we definitely want to um set something up and more sooner than later. Would it be more than ten people you think? I'm thinking we'll probably have maybe a group of ten or twelve, somewhere around there, not too too many more than that. I'll be so happy to, to be our guide here, man. Oh great, Just great. And we'll have to do a live recording of the show while we're there. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Just really consider it, you know, consider it, man. Make it happen, Francine, man. I'll give you all a good time. Okay. Well, we will definitely do that for sure. We're just getting everybody that we know wants to go as a group together. Um, oh. Yeah. And everybody's calendars, just everybody's, you know, Challenge is coinciding, but we're definitely going to do this for sure. And thank you again for um, sure. willingly volunteering to assist us in touring and all once we get there. I wonder if I could ask somebody what, what, what the island could offer as far as having this show here, if they'll give you guys some perks or something just for the oh. it's like, you know? Yeah, please. By all means, because, you know, it's a, it's definitely a, a literacy enrichment uh, program. It's an educational forum, and it's mm-hmm. for artists. It's really the appeal to artists, but also to anyone that's considering uh, making a career out of being a literary artist. You have people that want to write. Mm-hmm. That's their career choice. Lots of people here. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. Or spoken word art, you know. We also promote the spoken word artists on the platform of the show as well. What is that? Um, the spoken word artists, these are the artists, they don't write per se. Like they don't write books, oh. that is. Um, they may write a few pieces, but mostly they just flow in the moment. They're what you would classify as a freestyle uh, poet. So they don't really write it down on paper or they don't have books, um, you know, that they wrote. They just flow. Oh. Yeah. The freestyle poet. That's pretty cool. Spoken word artist. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of, that's, now there's more of them on the rise. Hmm. And they'll, they'll have like a, um, Someone will have like maybe a, a a a cafe, and they'll have a night once a week where they'll have spoken word artists and poets to perform, and that's where you'll see them live. Hmm, that sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that's something now that's it's becoming a trend here in the states. Very popular. Mm. You have a lot of young people as well as older people. It kind of brings all age groups together too. I have a lot of people I want to introduce you to. Very oh, wonderful. <laughs> I'm looking forward. People, very powerful mm-hmm. people, man. You're gonna meet, and you, I know you love them. Some real strong women, man. Mm. Real strong ladies. Awesome. Doctors, lawyers, mm-hmm. activists. Mm-hmm. Oh, Big wonderful. Time. Big time people. Uh, yeah, Zipporah, powerful. myself, we're, we're looking forward to it. We were just discussing... Um, a few days ago, we said we definitely want to really narrow down a date and get everybody that's going to go mm. to let us know their name so we can just get started on the planning. 
Keep me informed. Will do, most definitely. And thanks again. You're welcome. You're welcome, attention. Well, if you can tune in now on next next week, I have an artist by the name of Kane Spade. Now, he has a show that comes on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., and it's called mm-hmm. The Cypher, and he has a lot of spoken word artists. These are the ones that don't write things down for the most part. They just flow in the moment, whatever's on their mind and, and soul and heart, that's what they they say. Mm. So he's going to talk. And he, now he's published a book entitled Awakening the Poet. So he's going to be uh, sharing about the journey that it took for him to publish his book and and what phases his manuscript had to go through and, and the um, journey with that entails to become a published author. Very interesting. Yeah, so if you if you have the availability, um, definitely tune in. We're going to start the interview around 8, and it'll probably be 8 to about 9. Then we talk about publishing with the co-host, she facilitates that hour, and then we go back to having open forum discussion on talking about the story and the journey of of becoming a published author. Mm-hmm. I'll try my best, man, to, to crank in. Hopefully yeah. everything goes well next week. Yeah, same yeah. here. That's um, the plan. <laughs> So if the Almighty see fit and things go as planned, that's what's happening next Tuesday. <laughs> cool. Yes, indeed. Did, and did Precious okay. ever call in? Precious? Um, he didn't call in tonight. Uh, maybe mm. uh, you can get her to call in next week. I think that would be good because Kane Spade also is good with helping people to build up their confidence, people that are afraid. Because I didn't know I could be a freestyle artist. I was always a page poet, so I wrote, you know, I would write uh, poetry. But now I'm able to do both. He challenged me and encouraged me, and it was on one of his shows I called in, and next thing I knew, I was embracing freestyle poetry as an art, too. (laughs) Um, so I encourage other people, you know, don't be afraid to do it just because it's something you've never done before. You're shy. Take your time. Take baby steps. Even if it's just one line one week and then two lines the next week. But you got to start somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. So that would be a good show next Tuesday for her to call in. Let me see what's happening. She She's a mm-hmm. busy mother, too, so probably, you know, her kids are up and... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Children. Well, let her know that um, her family of the Exceptional Scribble Show, that we are looking forward to her calling in. And if she can call in anytime uh, next Tuesday while we're on the air, it's a three-hour pilot from Mm -hmm. 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, We would love for her to do that. And she'll get a lot of praise. And a lot of encouragement. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. She's shy too. 
No problem. I think we all artists for the most part are pretty much and then when they come out of that cocoon, it's all history. <laughs> yeah, so you know, she'll feel at home. I guarantee her that much. She'll be respected and appreciated. Well, thank you, Francine, for the night. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure, and peace and blessings to you as well. Likewise, Francine. Peace and blessings to you. Love and respect and honor. Okay? Thank you, and good health as well. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, peace, all right? All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, that concludes our show. Join us next week. We will have Kane Spade. He is the producer of DSR. He is also the producer of The Cypher, which airs on Wednesday nights, com, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join me on this platform, The Exceptional Scribble Show. I am your host, Sage. Yes, you heard me correct, Sage the Poet. I look forward to sharing the panel with my co-host, Queen Zipporah Thelman, and all of the other expert writers who will be joining up with me, and especially our feature artists who will be in the spotlight, none other than Mr. DSR himself, Kane Spade. Yes, 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 I said it. Kane Spade, so join us next week. And we're going to end tonight's show with this thought I want to share with you. First and foremost, remember from whence you came. What is a plant without its roots? A dead soul, ladies and gentlemen. Do not neglect your heritage. You are from the roots on through. If you don't have your roots, you have nothing. You will die. And what good are you dead? You are only beneficial to your community when you are alive. Leave a living legacy, ladies and gentlemen. Embrace your heritage. This song is entitled, first of all, this is from the Songs in the Key of Life 1976 album by Stevie Wonder, and the song is as, ladies and gentlemen.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.